it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Mr. Missy Melody. Uh-huh. Rin, but with, with a couple of N's and H's in there. Calvin with an E instead of an I, so, um, there we go. I'm Mr. Lisa. I am Nadia Welcome to Hogweed's D&D Club. This week we have Celeste Carver-Chapman. Celeste Carver-Chapman here, and I'll be playing Mystical Missy Maverick. <laughs> we have Randy Tierney. Wait, who are you talking? Who are you talking to? Imogen. You, 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 you can say your bit. Oh, you're just talking to me. Oh, well, um, hi everyone that I already know and have hi. known for a couple of years. I'm Randy Tierney, and um, I'll be playing um, Ren, but with with a couple N's and H's in there. Yeah, yeah. And we have our special guest, who is our gracious host this week because we're not at Hogweed right now. Uh, we're at winter break. We have Professor Carver. Um. I'm Professor Carver, and I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah, he's going to be joining our game this week, and we're really excited to play with you. And I, of course, am Imogen Sigrun's daughter, and uh, I will be the dungeon master for this this campaign. I'm real excited. Yes, Imogen, we know. That's that's why I invited you to my house. Yeah. In fact, why... why... Why are we introducing ourselves? We just sort of sat down and It then... just seems like the right thing to do. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it is so sad that Louise is in... L- no- How do you say it? New Orleans. I think it's New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans? Oh, New Orleans. Oh, it's okay. one, of, yes. one of the two. Yeah, I, I know, but there's like a regional pronunciation. Um, my, my mom always says you have to, uh, you know, take into account regional pronunciations in order to pronounce it respectfully. Otherwise, you're just, you're kind of butchering it. Oh, well, that yes, makes we... that makes perfect sense. So anyway, yes, uh, yes. Um, unfortunately, Louisa will not be joining us, but she's having a lovely time, I hope, in, uh, in uh, Louisiana with her family. Uh, we'll be... Uh, carrying on for this session, just us. But it's going to be real fun. So, shall we get the timing started? is the, the the time zone's a bit different for for Louisa where she is. So maybe she's dreaming about us, or I'm sure she's having good dreams no matter probably what. Probably having so. some great dreams right now. I bet she's having the best dreams. The I best dreams. Wonderful Nothing dreams. Nothing weird that are going on. Super there. positive and Sugar. not weird and uncomfortable at all. Nice. So, yeah. Everything nice. What a know. strange thing to assume about a person. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, the, you just don't get it. Um, do we all have our dice and our character sheets and everything? Yes. Hmm. Imogen, can I borrow some dice again? Uh, yes, of course. Here, here okay. you go. I'm so um, sorry. I, Thank you. No apologies. I hope it's all right. Um, I borrowed some from uh, Professor Jameson, and he helped me create this character sheet as well. So we're not allowed to use our, our wands right now, as you know. So would you mind doing the son of a beach spell real quick, just on the dice? Make sure they're they're not weighted yes, or nothing. You. Father, I've nice heard you say it before. <laughs> <clears throat> the die the die balancing spell. Yes, I've heard him say it. Yes. Son of a bitch. 
Thank you very much. And I think we're ready to go. All right. Yay. I'm so excited, Imogen. I've been looking forward to this for months. Yeah. Well, uh, we've done a few sessions. Um, so I'm just going to recap the last few sessions that we've done. So let's begin. After stopping the weapons thief and saving the library from collapse, High Librarian Geda bestowed your party with badges of honour and heroism. He implored you to stay in the city for long enough to arrange a table of contents, or an official council of the highest ranking members of the library. It took two weeks to get the paperwork through and to bring in the librarians who were researching elsewhere, as well as representatives from other prominent institutions, such as the Library of the Seven Stars. Lucy spent her time launching into research, which drew her to the library in the first place. Uh, the representative from the Library of the Seven Stars just happened to be her old mentor, Kirvis. They took the opportunity of their reunion to help guide Lucy in their research quest at the library. Ren, with Lucy's help, you pored over texts in an attempt to find information on the Dark Star. With a 16 investigation check, what you found was that the stars in this universe are not quite like we learn in astronomy. They're, they're more like beacons of far-off planes. Some of these planes mirror our own, such as the Fey or the Shadowfell. Others are beyond our comprehension. There are countless stars and there's so little that we in this universe really know about the worlds they represent. There's also a star that went dark on the day of your birth, Ren. And also on the day of your birth, the Kazel capital city, also called Kazel, was annihilated by revolutionaries. So that is what you found in your investigation. You also tried to persuade Ilzanin, uh, one of the revived librarians of the Undertunnels, to divulge a few secrets of the library crystal, which you found in your first quest. With only a nine persuasion check, you got nothing. Ilzanin just told you that there's very dangerous information involved. So, at the table of contents, the librarians discussed their next actions regarding the attack. You learned more about the Return Faction, which is made up of primarily uh, the grown children of nobles who survived and fled the revolution of Kazel many years ago. They seek to take back their place as the country's privileged rulers. Scouts report that many higher-ups in the Return Faction have been spotted getting supplies from the town of Kipkirk, near the Rancidinian Forest, which lies on the border of Kazel. The Rancidinian Forest was once a vast expanse of trees, lush and teeming with life. However, as a result of brutal lumbering practices led by Kazel's new regime, the forest has shrunk considerably, and it is now small enough that one can pass through it in a single day, whereas before, one could get lost in it for several weeks before finding a way out. This is the supposed location of the Return Faction's headquarters. Geda advocated sending a task force to the woods to seek out the faction and engage as necessary. After all, an attack on the library cannot be forgiven. However, the table was divided and the plan was ultimately denied. The library must remain neutral. It is still recovering from the attack and cannot risk inviting further harm. High Librarians Geda and Ilzanin pulled your party aside and asked for your help. The library has to stay out of this officially, Geda grumbled. But frankly, I am terrified of the harm that will come if the return faction is allowed to continue. We've seen what lengths they will go to to get what they want. 
We've seen the disregard they have for the lives of innocents, as well as the maintenance of knowledge. I am asking you to investigate. Find the base of the return faction and figure out what they have planned. If they intend to attack again, we need to know. Our very own Lucy Diamond informed Geta at this point that her mentor from the Library of the Seven Stars had been keeping a close eye on her, so leaving the library at this time would draw suspicion. Geta agreed that Ms. Diamond should stay in the library to keep up appearances while also researching the Castell situation. Ilzanin piped up at this point. It's a bit of a journey to the Rancidinian, and I should think you'll need a guide, especially since Miss Diamond won't be joining you. My protege is from Kipkirk. It's a reasonable enough cover to say that you are escorting her there to visit her mother, though in actuality she will be escorting you. <laughs> and so, joined by Gelsey, your party hit the road. Halfway through the two-week hike to Kipkirk, your party was overtaken by a chariot. Dripping in tartan and breathing heavily, Lorelei Smeltbrand embraced her brother Lukai and urged him to come home due to a family emergency. Unable to refuse his little sister, Lukai Rook made his farewells and rode home. Which brings us to where we are now. <laughs> that was the very long recap, but as we know, a lot had happened since our first session. Yeah, it feels like we've been playing this for years, but also like this is only the second time we played, you know? It does feel that way, and... Uh, sometimes that's just how it feels. Why I mean, we're level. You're you're level eight now. True. I mean, that's true. just the that's just the highs and lows of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's just how it is. Father, do you feel like you're all caught up in everything? I have absolutely no idea what is going on. Wonderful. Uh, any clarifications needed from the rest of you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Cool. All right. How do I fight again? Um, here, have a handbook. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Ren, you can find the handbook in the handbook section of my library. Yes. Luckily, we are in this wonderful library in your home, Celeste. It is absolutely beautiful. I love it. Um, thank you for, and thank you, Professor Carver, for allowing us again to have our, our game in, in this wonderful book-clad room. Absolutely. Anytime. You know, Celeste, it's kind of cool that, um, the second after we played the first game, you decided to just buy every single one of the books about Dungeons and Dragons known to man and put it in your personal library. That's pretty cool. I, I, was, I mean, I had to keep it for, for, for you all, of course. That's, that's why I bought all these beautiful books. Thank you very much for that. They're special edition. They're leather bound. Yes, make sure that you're very careful with them, Ren. B because they're... they're expensive and Beautiful. I uh, let's play the game they smell like books <sighs> okay let's get back into it you are finally within sight of the village of Kipkirk and the Rancidinian woods the road turns sharply to the left so as to travel parallel to the tree line keeping a good distance from the woods sitting casually on the side of this bend is a humanoid figure Professor Carver, would you like to introduce your character? Um, uh, sure. Um, what, what information am I supposed to... Well, give? um, well, uh, the rest of the party, that includes, uh, Missy and Ren and Gelsey, who is their guide. Um, they're all just approaching and they see you there. 
they see just a figure waiting for them. What do they see exactly? Uh, okay. Um, they see a, a, a human, a human male, mm-hmm. um, with gray hair and green eyes. He's pale, six foot three. He has tattoos. Right. Um, so we see you, Father. Don't, you made a character that's you. Is his name Calvin? That's so unoriginal. Of course his name is Calvin. Your character's name is Ren. I don't understand why... No, 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 no. That's what you're supposed to... No, no, it's it's Ren with with an H, and then an R, and then an E, and then an H, and then an N, and then an N, and then an H. It's Dexter. Alright, well, my name is Calvin with an E instead of an I, so, um, there we go. Oh, lovely. That works. I miss Louisa. We all do, but I'm sure she's having wonderful dreams right now. Okay, so um, you approach. What what happens when you approach? You're just you know three people approaching a stranger. Not quite sure what's going on. Halt! So, oh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. No, no go. that's exactly what Missy was going to tell Ven to do. Well, Miss Missy Missy can and can to- totally tell Ven to do anything. I mean, so, just you you can go first. You go first. I mean. Okay. Um, um, uh, Miss Rin, why don't you go talk to them? Maybe we can make a new friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I am really good at making friends. <clears throat> uh, I-, I walk over to this stranger that looks exactly like uh, Calvin Carver, and I say, Halt! Don't move a muscle unless you're friendly, and then we can have a, a handshake, I think. Okay. You know, compared to all the other people we talked to, that was an improvement. I've been I've been working on, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of books about um, social interaction and interpersonal relationships. So, uh, it's we're getting there. <clears throat> so tell us, who are you? Um, my name is Calvin, and I am a human druid, and I am a librarian spy. Father, I'm going to take you aside for a second. Wait. No, it's okay. What did I say? What did I do wrong? No, uh, you're doing great. I, I, I'm just going to say, um, at this point, uh, Gelsey pipes up. She was falling behind a little bit, um, looking a little nervous around the woods, but she sees what's going on and uh, she uh, jumps in and says, um, Oh, um, so I, I think I can clarify this a little bit. Um, once uh, Luke, I had to leave our party and then there was just two of you and and I'm not going into the woods. I um sent a message to Ilzanine and asked for backup. I hope it's okay with you. Um it's just very dangerous in the woods and you should not go in just the two of you. So I asked I requested backup and I believe this this man here is is the requested backup. Well, I don't know if you requested backup so much as a replacement, but no, that's okay. So anyway, yes, this 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 man will be joining you, so hopefully you will all remain safe. Uh, am I taller than him? Um, how tall is your character, Ren? Uh, six two. Oh, oh no, he said he was six three, wasn't he? Six three. Um, yeah. What if I was wearing? Um, am I allowed to say this after the fact? What if I was wearing um two two inch boots? <clears throat> Why do you want to be taller than me? I just do. Because it's I mean, her character I, choice. Yeah, I mean, I was already picturing Ren wearing some platforms of some sort. Incredible. It just fits um, his aesthetic, so we can So I up. go up, 
awesome. So I go up to the man that is shorter than me and I look down on him and I say, don't cause any trouble. Wait, <clears throat> don't cause any trouble here, Mr. Calvin. And I look really intimidating as I say it. Um, listen, I'm just a humble library spy. I am not here to cause a ruckus. You best not. I don't like ruckuses. No type of ruckus at all. Can I do an intimidation check? Oh, <clears throat> certainly. Missy will give the help action and maybe behind her fan just flash a little bit of dark eyes, you know. It's a little intimidating. Right, so Ren, you can roll for intimidation with advantage. And um, Calvin, mm-hmm. uh, or Professor Carver, um, if you would, wouldn't mind rolling a d20 and adding your wisdom modifier to counter it. Imogen, Imogen. Yes. Look, look, look. Look, I rolled. You got a nat 20. Yeah, which right. is good because I have a minus one to charisma. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's a, that's an automatic success pretty much unless Calvin, unless you also rolled a nat 20. Uh, I got a total of an 18. All right, then uh, Ren succeeds unquestionably. You feel intimidated, Calvin. And once more, oh, no. Gelsey chimes in and says, um, I think we, we should be able to trust him. Um, Ilzanine sent him specifically, um, and I trust Ilzanine's judgment. She's, she's my mentor, so um, I, I do hope you'll all get along. It's, it's difficult in those words. It's, there's, there's a lot going on in there, and I, I wouldn't want you to, to get hurt, um, or get lost due to, um, party communication issues, so I would just, you, you should be able to trust each other. I have a question. Yes? Is she my wife? Um, no, would you like a description of Gelsey? No, um, the other one. Oh, Ilzanine? Yeah, is she my wife? No, uh, I mean, I, I hadn't, I didn't have that written into it, but I suppose I haven't developed her character enough to say she's not your wife. Do I, do we know who my wife is? Um, well, you didn't send me that information, uh, when you were building your character, but if, if you'd like to, um, to establish that now, that's okay. We can make that work. Wait, why does he get a wife? I... That's true. I didn't get a wife. Well, I'm married, so... Well, so? yes, in real life. Well, yeah, but you see, Professor... Professor Carver, it's a little... It's a little different, because you're... I mean, I understand that your character is very similar to you, but you are mm. playing a, a character that is... But, that that does uh, other things. Father, I, I'm going to take you aside for a second. Okay, yeah. Listen, you need to get your shit together. Okay, Celeste, I just, I feel like... Get really into character. You you, you used to do, you know, theater or something. Get really into character. Where, why do you think I, I did Bruzo? I'm, I'm not, what are you talking about? You didn't, like, do a stage, like a play at any point? Well, you act all the time in front of cameras when you're interviewed and whatnot. Come on, bring some charm into it, some creativity. I just, I don't know, I, I've always been married. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, Imogen, can we give my father a wife? Cer- certainly, yeah. Uh, we can we can establish um, hi- uh, High Librarian Ilzanine as your wife. Wonderful. So Gelsey okay. would also know you quite well then. 
uh, likely because uh, Ilzanine is her mentor. Excellent. So wonderful, establishing more story stuff. Isn't this fun? I think it's fun. Oh, it's very fun. Oh. Um, Gelsey does explain, um, yes, this is, um, this is actually uh, uh, my mentor, uh, High Librarian Ilzanine's husband. Um, you can trust him. He's, I, I've, I've only had wonderful things about his abilities. He's, um, he's trusted amongst the librarians. So he, you should all be able to work together. Okay, please be careful. Maybe you should take a nap. You seem very stressed. Well, um, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I won't be going into, into the woods. I'm, um, I, I, I am in fact visiting my mother in that town just beyond the hill, um, Kipkirk. So, um, it'll be fine. Can oh. I roll an insight check on her? Why, yes, you may. What's my insight? Um, plus four. Okay, a 16. All right. So, um, I, I can see you staring at me, Missy. Um, I, I should probably tell you, um, it's, it's not just any forest. Um, okay, so even, even before the forest was, was decimated and deforested, um, it had a bit of a reputation for being haunted. Um, and in the last couple decades, uh, it seems that the unholy energies have really only concentrated into the smaller space. So it's quite frightening in there. Um, it was already quite frightening, but but more so now. Um, and, uh, and, and again, with your um, pretty high persuasion check, uh, Gelsey makes a decision uh, to tell you something uh, else. It was an insight check. Yeah, yeah, insight, my apologies. Insight, perfect. I, um, I've been through those woods before, when I was very young. It was before it was shrunk, before the forest was concentrated like that. Um, I was, um, I was a toddler, perhaps about two or three, but it's some of my first memories. I was, I was actually born in Kazel. My, my mother escaped after the revolution. She was just a peasant. Not, not far from the capital, and uh, she, when when everything turned violent and and terrifying and explosions, she just scooped me up and took me through the forest, and we settled in Kipkirk, and and it was okay once we were out of there. But I still have nightmares about the forest. It's 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 not a very wholesome place, so. Please be careful. You're you're all very capable. We know this, but just there's a lot of things that will try to trap you, try to hurt you, try to influence you. So be on guard. Thank you for this one. We will do our best. Alright. Um she pulls out a small hoop of really detailed embroidery that looks like runes and magical sigils. She takes it out and holds it out to you, trying to decide who should hold it. Um, this is, um, 
this I, I made this for you. It's it's a quick escape, basically. It's 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 this is how I make teleportation scrolls. Um if you finish the last stitch right here, um it'll activate and you'll be returned to the library safely. You all have to just be standing close to each other. Uh, it's about a five foot radius. So anyone standing within that range will come with you returning to the library safely. So if you find yourself in a tight spot or if you are ready to, or if you've finished your mission and you've successfully found the information you need, just get out of there. Get out of there safely. Okay, here you go. Uh, do you have a question? Well, I think that uh, as as the story is going on, um, Ren probably like pulls out one of his um, one of his notebooks and he's kind of you know writing a little bit of it down. Um, and after all this, he didn't want to interrupt her. Uh, he goes, um, so. Sorry to ask, but you said you and your mum were um, in the capital city when it was um, when it was attacked. We we were we were near it. Um, I don't know that anything really survived that was inside the capital city. Um, we were we were peasants, uh, farmers, on the in a village not too far from it. So we could um, my mother could see the destruction in the distance and uh, made the decision to uh, to flee and it was the right decision I should say yeah <laughs> that um, definitely sounds like it was the best decision um, you didn't happen to see like a you know like a star going dark on that um, any like a, a, any wait you are a baby what why am I asking I don't um, never mind that's cool. I mean, it's not cool. It's not good. It's, it's, it's awful. I'm so sorry for your, your loss. Um, I'm just gonna for what I said. It was uncalled for. I didn't know your story. Well, it's, it's all right. Or <laughs> it, it, it's all right. Um, do you hope you will all be very safe? I, I believe in you. This is important. We have to protect the library. So, she bids you all farewell. Um, she takes out an empty or a blank hoop of embroidery and starts stitching a new one as she walks away toward Kipkirk. So you start, I should think, um, stepping toward the tree line. Yes? Yes, it seems like the only option at this moment. All right. Well, the weather was quite fine and quite fair until you stepped off of the road to approach the woods. Now it is overcast and gloomy. The forest is a really miserable looking thing. It's, it's sickly. Despite the density of the trees and the ground cover, it just seems wrong. So you enter the woods? Yeah, so I, I kind of take the, take the lead just with my uh, Thaddeus. Yes, Thaddeus, um, yes. My, my weapon Thaddeus, um, just at the ready. All right, Wait, isn't that your cat? It, it, it's, it's, Ren's it's my weapon. Sword. It's Ren's sword. In, in this universe, it's, it's a sword. Keep up. Interesting. <laughs> Father, I will take you aside again. It makes sense. It makes sense to name the things that you have. It yeah. does make sense, Ren. He just doesn't get it. It's, it's, it's a. Okay, I'm going to name my quarterstaff 
um, Claire. Cool. All right. Um, you named your quarterstaff after your wife? No, no, his wife is Ildenine. Oh, right, sorry. So should I name my staff after my fake wife? No, I think Claire would get mad if I did that. My staff is Claire. Yeah. Honestly, whatever you would like to do. All right. Um, now, which of you uh, do you think is carrying the embroidery teleportation scroll? Shall we establish that? I suppose Missy could. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So, uh, yeah, before walking off to her mom's cottage, Gelsey handed you the embroidery hoop with the very intricate, runic, fancy embroidery on it. It's real pretty. Beautiful. And it has the the needle and the thread all ready to go for, and she showed you where to put the last stitch. And so it'll take just a quick action to activate it. So. I'm very, I'm very quick on my feet. I will make sure that we stay safe. But I do think that we should wait on this and make sh- and finish our journey and use it to get home. All right. So you step into the woods. So here's how this works. For every round, I get well, every. I- I'll let you know how how often. Um, someone needs to roll a d20 for each encounter. I have an encounter table that has several things that could possibly happen, and the number that you roll on the d20 will determine what you encounter. And after a certain amount of encounters, you'll perhaps make it to the headquarters. We'll find out. So, who would like to roll the first encounter? Ren, would you like to take this one over? Yes. Ren, yes? Uh, sorry, there's there's quite a bit of uh, noise outside. I think it's the unicorns. Oh, Felicity. Okay. Yes, I have to feed her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, I would I would love to. I would love to roll. Give me just okay. one sec. Yeah, roll your d20. That is a 16. All right. This stretch of woods is covered in dense, thorny shrubs. If one of you would like to take the lead, I need you to make a survival check to get through these shrubs safely. Who wants to make this survival check? I personally should not because I have, um, I've, I've got a zero in that. Okay. Um, uh, I have a decent survival, I think. Wonderful. Miss- Calvin. Why don't you, Father? I think this will be a good moment for you. All right, roll your roll uh, survival check. Uh, that would be a 14. All right. No, sorry, 17. Oh, okay, that changes it. Um, then, yeah, with that, with that kind of roll, you all get through unharmed. Wonderful. So that's there you one, go, Father. That's one encounter out of the way. Well done. Who would like to roll the next encounter check? Well, I suppose I will. Yes, wonderful. Oh, that will be... Oh, five. All right. Oh, this is a fine one. Okay. As you continue through the woods, you come across a stone structure. It's a um, small round colonnade of eight pillars holding up a, a roof. The stone floor is just a couple inches off of the ground, kind of like a pavilion, but it's a it's a monopteros. So the columns seem to be simple and unembellished. Though it's hard to tell because much of the structure is encased in a dark and sickly moss. What do you do? Could I roll an investigation check? Certainly. Let's try that. I don't have great investigation, but we'll see. I have pretty good investigation if you'd prefer. Oh yes, why don't you take over then? Alright, because I have a six to investigation. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's double mine, so yes, you go. Okay. Um, well, that's still not great. That's an 11. 
Oh, right. Yeah, uh, you identified that it is indeed a, a monopteros. You know, a, it has moss on it. It's, yeah, it's a mossy monopteros. <clears throat> it's um, <clears throat> everyone. This is a mossy monopteros. Yeah. You Be careful see, of it. <laughs> you also see that in the center of the little pedestal on which it lies is like a little, a little bench, also covered in moss. There's also a bench covered in moss. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to roll an investigation check as well. No offense, Red. Great job. That's all Great right. Job. What would you like to investigate specifically? Because we um, had a, I... an investigation check for the whole deal. Um, anything in particular? I would like to investigate the moss and what's under it. Well, it's it's moss, and under it is the monopteros. Any okay. any particular area of What's, it? Hmm. Well, does it have any writing or inscriptions? Is kind of what I'm looking ah, for. Ah. Okay. Yes. Roll your investigation check. All right. So it's not 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 a natural one. So I'm guessing I believe that should add up to a five total. It's about a four. Oh, I thought you said you had plus I have a three. I have a plus three in investigation and I rolled a natural one. Oh, I thought you said it's not a natural one. Okay. Uh, no, it's not not a natural one. There we are. One. Okay, my apologies. My ears misheard. Um, oh, no, I just said it in a weird way. That's all right. It's fun to get confusing. So you see, there's probably stone and stuff under here, but there's just a lot of moss and, and this weird slimy lichen stuff. It's nasty. You don't want to touch it. We should leave because it's very gross here. I don't like it. Do you try to leave? Don't we have to go that way? It's not blocking your way or anything, but it's there. Oh, then we should go around it. I'm okay with going around it. Do you try to go around it? Yes. Absolutely. As you try to walk away, your vision gets blurry, and you feel a pressure on your mind. You stumble, and you have to just close your eyes to try to push this feeling away it's it's unpleasant you stumble and you find yourself once more facing the monopteros i have a feeling we cannot go around it that's not good Mm-mm. i'm gonna check my spells really quick mm-hmm. give me one sec imogen let me check in the book i don't know oh, if yeah. we have this or not yet of course do what you need to do i do have a question mm-hmm. um could I roll a nature check on the moss to see if it has any kind of weird properties? Certainly. Okay, and also, see. Calvin, you're welcome to join in. What can I do? Well, you could also roll an investigation check as long as you pick something specific um, that hasn't yet been investigated by a party member. You can um, um. use one of your other skills. Or you can, I mean, just, you can try anything. You have plenty of skills at your disposal, plenty of spells, whatnot, that I can, um, come in handy. I can investigate. Um, okay. Is anyone investigating the bench? Uh, no, no one has investigated the bench yet. I'll investigate the bench. All right, wonderful. While you're doing that, Celeste, uh, what did you get for your nature check? Well, the nature check, Missy Maverick got a 18. Wonderful. So, you look at this moss, this slimy, nasty, unhealthy looking stuff, and you know, this is not, this is not natural. This is sort of enchanted in an unholy way. It, it's not grown here 
in a healthy way. It's not helping anything. This is bad moss, and you also see, you also glean that it's sort of a, it's, it's a curse of a sort. And perhaps this moss has something to do with what's keeping you here. That's what you get. My lovely friends, I don't think that this has been here for a while. I, 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 for a while. I don't think that this has been here for a while. I actually think that this moss might be evil of sorts. We can't let evil moss go on. <clears throat> Professor Carver, what did you get on your investigation? Uh, let me see. Oh, excellent. I got a one. Ah, okay. Um, a one in this game um, is actually not ideal. Uh, oh, I thought it was like that normie game, golf, where the lower the better. Um, no, actually. Um, in, in this game, you what you want, what you really want is that twenty, and really anything higher than a one is better than a one. Oh, um, but that's then, that's okay. Okay, then so, I got a I got a one plus plus um investigations. So that is a four. Okay, well. Uh, you you see that it's this bench is covered in moss. Um, there's stone under there. It's a stone bench, but there's a lot of moss on it. Um, this is a bench. Uh, I would like to sit on the bench. Y- yeah, you're welcome to. I sit on the bench. You sit on the bench. Is it nice? I mean, the back of your trousers get a little slimy. Mm, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it's not a pleasant feeling. Mm, shame. Yeah. Alright. Anyone else gonna do anything? Can I try um attacking the moss? Sure, certainly. Yeah. Do how how are you going to do this? Um with Thaddeus. Okay. In what way? Are you attacking specifically the moss? Or are you attacking it in such a way that it would also hit the stone? Wait, I'm confused now. We're not talking about your cat, right? We're, we're talking no, about Thaddeus, my the, weapon. The, the weapon. Oh. Um, you know, Ren's weapon. Ren's Thaddeus. weapon, Thaddeus. Father, father messed me up a little bit with that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm going to roll to attack the moss itself. See if I can get some of it off of the... Yeah. So the it's more moss. of like a, a scraping motion rather than like a, a slash at the thing. I might like angle so I can still do like a bit of a slash, but it's more like... But you getting know, like, the moss off and not not farming yeah, them. Yeah. Yes. Like like if I was cutting some cutting a, a fine like apple or some oh, cheese yes. or something. I, I fully understand this. Yes. Okay. Uh cool. So I'll do that. That is sixteen to hit the moss. Yes, it certainly hits. You scrape off a lovely chunk of moss and the stone underneath looks happier. We gotta get the moss off. Wait. <coughs> Sorry. Um <coughs> We should get the moss off. With my um, 18 invest- uh, nature check, uh, do I know if this moss has any weaknesses? Um, hmm. It's, it's an unholy thing. It's kind of necrotic in nature, so perhaps something to counter that might might do might be a bit quicker. It's it's magical in in that it grows in certain places, but it it's still moss. It's still a thing that you can just clear off with like with slashing or with just you know scraping it away. Okay, then I guess well first I would like to try the light counter, see if it does anything. Just light. Yeah, just light. 
Oh, nothing nothing really changes. You just get a better view of it. Okay, then I go and get to work. Missy is, is a lovely, lovely bot, but she can get down in the dirt. Wonderful. All right, where, uh, what area of the Monopteros do you start on? I will start on the bench. Wonderful. The bench. All right. Um, it's pretty handy that it's you who did that because I believe you do speak celestial. I do! Wonderful. Okay. So as you start scraping away, digging through the moss, you see that the bench does have a little inscription on it. And in Celestial, it says, So long as mine temple is kept pristine, so shall ye travelers' path be seen. Oh my goodness! Everyone, this this bench here says that we have to keep this place pristine if we want to leave. So, time to clean! And, um, Missy is going to start playing on her, her viol. A, a wonder, wonderful cleaning song. Wonderful. I think that's a very good way to go about this. All right. Uh, let's see. I guess I should make you roll a, a cleaning check. <laughs> uh, you can uh, just roll a d20 to see how long it takes. <laughs> that's a 17. Wonderful. Yeah. You get it all done right quick. The song certainly helps and makes it a very joyful occasion. And um, you see, this is like- very catchy. <clears throat> I would like it to be known that by the end of the of the song, Missy has not cleaned at all, but yeah. the song inspired others. I, I figured. That checks out. So, yeah. you successfully clear away the rot. The stone emits a warm and comforting light. The sun begins to peek out from the clouds and the, the foliage, and it starts to shine down, just making everything gleam with warmth and just comfort. And you hear a soft whisper that says, Thank you, child. And if you try to continue on through the woods, your path is no longer blocked. You were able to continue to the next encounter. We absolutely go. Hooray, all right. He's rolled in the next encounter, chick. Uh, I can um, I can roll for that. Wonderful. Oh, um, this is a 20. That's good. Oh, that's wonderful. And actually, in the way that I built the encounter check, a nat 20, awesome. But the way that I designed it, we're going to hold off on that 20. This 20 has a caveat that if it is rolled, you save it till the last encounter. So, lucky you. We'll come back to that 20 in a bit. But if you'd like to roll again, we'll get another encounter out of the way. Absolutely. I'm excited um, that y'all rolled a 20. I was really hoping that, that would happen. That is, um, a nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. All right. You see a strange but not unwelcome sight. It's a pony-drawn cart. Propped up against a wheel is a lanky, middle-aged, human-looking man uh, with a big mustache and a broad-brimmed cap just tilted over his face. And he appears- Am I taller to be... than him? Well, he's, uh, he's on his, his bum- uh, he's sitting. He's actually snoring peacefully. You can't quite um, tell if you're taller. Am I related to him? Um, I m- make an make an insight check. <laughs> uh, that is um nineteen. You are definitely not related to him. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, but good, good, good on you taking the initiative to check. Of course, okay. you must. Yeah. You say, oh, oh, wow, like you're surprised. I mean, we're both humans. I'm a human too. 
Are we related? Should I, I roll for that? Should okay. I? Well, you're, you're welcome to. Can we not open that um, can of worms? <laughs> that is a that is an eight. It might be. You're not sure. Wait, it might. It could stop. be. Stop! I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's keep going. Okay. So as you get closer, his snoring quickens, and then with a, a gasping snort, <laughs> he awakens. He looks up at you and says, "Ah, oh, greetings, travelers. Pardon my current state of." <sighs> something but um what brings you around these parts you fine folks hello non-relative uh we are traveling hello my name is the mystical missy maverick i'm sure you've heard of me don't even say that you haven't but we are trying to get through so that we can get the information we want wonderful i'd say you folks are in luck for i happen to be a manus benedict malleus purveyor of various useful goods Come closer, let me show you what I got. Do y'all get closer? Uh, I wanna take a, wait, sorry. I'd like to uh, to do an insight check on him. Sorry, the, the Southern accent really surprised me. I wanted to try it for a second. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, I I was, I, I haven't I haven't tried that kind of accent before. So I think, I hope it went, it went okay. We'll never know until Louisa gets back. I know, I was, I was yeah, missing I was Louisa, say. so I had to add in something like that. Oh, I miss her. I miss her so I much. love her so she's much. She's having a great time, I'm sure. I bet she's got great dreams going on. Yeah. Great dreams. And, you know, it, it should be nice to be to step away from the boy troubles, you know? Yeah, certainly. Honestly, there's boys all over just, like, throwing themselves at her. And I get it because she's beautiful and incredible and smart and amazing, but, like... Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna roll. Yeah, you can roll an insight on uh, on uh, Manus. Oh, you like you've never had boy troubles, Professor Calvin. That is not the point. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna roll. Yep. That's another natural 20. Oh! Oops! <laughs> this guy is 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 giving off a, a weird vibe. Um he's very pale, um, which is understandable considering the scarcity of quality sunlight in this forest. And you see under his hat, his eyes, they seem like pools of black ink. It's maybe not fully human. So, um, you, you notice that. He seems a bit infernal in some way, perhaps. And I then, see. uh, you know, with a flourish, Manus removes the canvas tarp covering the contents of his wagon, and he says, now, let's see here, we got, we got weapons, we got shields, we got, we got playing cards, we even got this absolutely beautiful golden fiddle right here. I, I think it has its eye on you girl over there oh now come on take you a know, look i am more actually, than happy to sell for a fair price uh you know actually missy i don't think we're going to be making any deals with with him today um and i step in front of missy and i give her kind of like uh an arm squeeze just to let her know something's up missy was going to go for the golden fiddle but missy trusts ren more than she wants gold she would have no. stayed a princess if she wanted gold now, are you sure? I think that fiddle is calling your name. It is absolutely beautiful. Let me show you this thing. We got mahogany, and there's this, it's not just gold leaf, it's gold chasing around the sides. And this this thing plays so beautifully. You're gonna, it, it's it's made for you, I promise. Why don't you play it a little bit? Let's hear. Well, that's a 14 performance. So he, he plays okay, so he's all right. Um. Not the best you ever seen, but... Excuse my rudeness, but it kind of sounds like you need it more than I do. 
<laughs> well, I let me just say, in my hands, it's hardly anything. In the hands of someone who is who's a true master, like I suspect you are, lady, it 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 this thing will change the world. I'm I'm afraid <clears throat> I'm afraid that uh, I don't think we're going to be buying anything you're selling, good sir. I don't think we're the customers for you. His eyes narrow at you. My eyes narrow back. His Am eyes I taller than him? <laughs> My eyes narrow so tiny, they're little eye slits. Eyes narrow even more. Y- you thought you were about the same height, but as his <laughs> eyes are narrowing, you're starting to feel. Did he just grow an inch? Is what? he an inch no. taller than you now? No, he can't. <laughs> We can't do this. Imogen, it seems I want to be the tallest man, please. Ren, I don't think we should pick a fight with this non-relative. You hush, tall man. Let me pick my own battles. (laughs) I'm sorry, Professor. I believe that Missy would say, thank you so much. We are interested in maybe another time, but right now we do not have it. But so we shall be on our way. Thank you again. He's gonna roll a last minute persuasion check against your wisdom, Missy. So, would Missy roll a wisdom saving throw? Uh, yes, a wisdom saving throw. Uh, eight. Eighteen. Is there any way I could give her, like, um, a help or something because I've been so suspicious? Uh, certainly, yeah. You can definitely, definitely, you can do, there's many things you can do. You can just do a a help action you can physically move her whatever you you think you'd like to do um we can start uh, with a help action yes <laughs> okay although it's better it's an 18 this time okay so you you met it so so you you still kind of want it you still kind of really want that fiddle but you're you're trusting your friend's judgment and you're starting to back up I think that the former princess and Missy is really attracted to the design, but uh, the the adventurer and the future musician in her says, no, that's not your image. All right, well, you're certain about the fiddle. I guess I can't do much more though. Perhaps we'll meet again and I'll uh, have another chance to, to sell you on this here wonderful fiddle. Now, the rest of you, I've also got plenty of other things. Like, we've got weapons, we've got this wonderful shield here. Uh, that's that's a plus two. And uh, we've got this, this deck of playing cards. We've got all sorts of cool things. Now, are y'all sure you're gonna keep off? I think we made ourselves perfectly clear. We won't be doing any deals with devils. His eyes narrow even more. My eyes narrow back. And he poofs into smoke alongside Uh-oh. his pony-drawn cart. <laughs> <gasps> it was a devil! Oh, that was scary! Wait, well oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm Rain. <clears throat> oh, of That course. was... That could have been bad. That was that was really great. That that not the twenty um, insight check was was a big help. I I should think. Oh, definitely, because uh, Missy would have taken that. Fit. I was counting on it. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I didn't ruin any of your plans, did I? Oh Angie? no no no! You're you just you're you're real good. This is okay, wonderful. Good. No no That's plans were ruined. This is just great stuff. 
yourself okay. <laughs> good to ruin plans as the it, Again, no plans were ruined. This was just a little flavor that you did very well. All right, who's rolling the next encounter check? Well, I suppose we should just go in order. So, Ren, I believe it's your turn. Okay. That's a 19. All right. So... This section of the woods has several grey-greenish vines hanging down around you. They look pretty dense and tangly, so you do your best to avoid them. Up ahead, it looks like the vines give way to a nice clearing. However, once you step foot in the centre of the clearing, you see that the vines have not receded. In fact, they surround you on all sides and they are rapidly closing in on your party. You prepare yourself to try to stop them to slice them in your path, but they halt just before they touch you, just before they get within your reach. They stop about five feet away from you on each side. The vines weave themselves into a wall. They climb up above you and lace themselves together to form an intricate ceiling. Smaller tendrils have bonded together to form like a, a plank of dense material resembling wood. The little tendrils curl to like form the grain of really nice looking wood on one side of the hut. The only light is bleeding in through the small keyhole in this earthy little door. What do you do? Well, um, <clears throat> uh, Calvin, was it? Um, you, you mm-hmm. do plant things, right? Um, yes, I, I, um, I have plants. Okay, can you do something about these plants? Oh, sorry, <clears throat> can you do something about these plants? Um, I can definitely try. Is there something I can do to understand plants? Yeah, oh! Can... S- sorry, I have an idea. Is it alright if I try something, Father? Sure. Imogen, I took this spell just for you. Um, oh. Missy is going to cast Speak to Plants on herself. Oh, that's an amazing spell. <laughs> Oh, I thought you sick. might like the opportunity to speak as a plant. Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, so what do you ask the, the vines? Missy goes up to them and says, Hello, Miss Plant, you are very, very beautiful. I would like to know, though, how do we get out of here? We would like to pass, and we do not want to harm you at all. Oh, thank you. I am very beautiful indeed. You see, my friends and I, we weave together. We weave back and forth and back and forth. We form a basket to trap you. Oh, so is so a way out. Could you give me more information about the zoo way out? Well, perhaps, uh, you see, uh, we are a sort of room made of vines. There is a, uh, my little friends over there. You, you turn and you see um, the tiny little tendrils that form the the door-looking thing. They pipe up. Oh yes, we are also here. We are we also need some tiny little forms at the door, and there's a little keyhole, and uh, perhaps if you could, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they sound like the gnome gnomes. They're incredible. <laughs> we have such tiny little tendrils and we form a dense ticket of a door. And there is a little keyhole. Perhaps you can pick the lock. Oh, you are very, very sneaky plants. We are, we are very precocious plants. We would like to be structures. 
Okay. Well, I love that for you. You all look beautiful. I, if I go and try the lock, though, is anything going to happen? Or are you going to be all, all fair? Yeah, it just depends on how you pick the lock. You may remain trapped in here, or you may run the way out. Okay. Could I roll an insight check to see if this plant is trying to fuck with me? Certainly. It's the last language. What? what? Why? Oh, I didn't even notice. <sighs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah, these these plants, they're they're sneaky little friends, but they're they like you. They're not gonna they're not uh they're not messing with you. They're being pretty honest. They like oh, they like the, the aesthetic. They they like to be a structure rather than a a conglomeration of random vines they are. They also like to interact with you. They're enjoying this. Missy Missy says, now you are the most beautiful structure in this entire forest. That I can be <laughs> sure to tell you. Uh, we shall try to pick your lock because, as you know, and she looks at the, the door vines, you are a door. You're not vines. You are a door. And it's oh, important to make that distinction. Oh, thank you. We come together. We come together uh, and we are so much bigger than all of the sum of our parts. <laughs> I yeah. I want this door. I want this door right now and I want to take it home as a pet. Imogen, can we take the door with us? I might have to find a way to make that happen. <laughs> Missy tells everyone that this is a beautiful selection. They want to be they want to be said as such. They are not vines. And that they want to be treated like a door. Um, I would like to scoop up a handful of dirt and shove it into the keyhole and Missy. use mold earth to transform it into a key that fits. Oh, very clever. <laughs> oh, very clever. Um, all right. Um, I guess, let's see. Is, is there any rolling for mold earth? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's just, you do the thing. Hmm. You could call it a sleight of hand, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I think there's got to be some yeah. check to make sure that it goes in, that the dirt goes in in such a way that it actually hits the right tumblers. Because it could okay. just be going in and sinking down to the bottom, or or maybe the tumblers are on the top. So uh, yeah, make a, um, a sleight of hand check to get the dirt in there correctly. Um, so that is, um, that is a 19. All right, yeah, that's that's a success. You make a wonderful um, key out of dirt that turns into uh, I don't know stone. I think it turns into a nice stone key. And um, uh, Missy, uh, because you can understand the plants, you can hear the little tendrils saying, "Oh, very clever! Oh my goodness, we are such an effective door. We have a key." I told you we are going to treat you like the most beautiful door because you are. Yes, we are. And uh, you turn the key and the door opens. And uh, Missy, you hear the vines all together saying, Okay, well, very well done, my, my new friends. You did such a wonderful job. I hope you have a wonderful time in the forest. Do you have to leave? I mean, it is so wonderful to have someone around like you. Perhaps maybe you could come with and we can make you a door in many, many places. Hmm. Perhaps. Well, our place is here in the woods, but 
Perhaps. And and you kind of get the idea. I mean, these are these. The, this wool is made of woven vines, and they don't have eyes. But you kind of get the idea. They all. It's like if they did, they would all be looking at one particular vine, <laughs> one particular chunk of of, of tendrils in, near the door. It's a re, or, or in the part of the door. It is the door, yeah. and that little chunk of vines about about um the size of a tiny watermelon a tiny watermelon like uh, one of those small ones it it sort of it it wiggles and separates itself from its brethren and it starts scooting scooting on the ground just using its little tendrils to come up to you missy gives out her arm for it to come up on it gladly wrestles right on up and sits on your shoulder. Oh, so wonderful! I'm so excited to have the new companion. Yes. All right. Um, how long does speak with plants last? Ten minutes. Oh, wonderful! So yes, for the uh, as long as that spell lasts, you can speak with your little companion, and they sit on your shoulder and they say, "I am very excited to come with you." Of oh. course. What should we call you? Oh, um, Adora. Oh, I love that. Adora. Now, I want I Adora. Adora. Oh, I love that. It is very beautiful. Now, it's I won't so be able to speak to you all the time, but we can still communicate, Dora. So, oh, if, if well, I don't have the spell up, if you have any needs, just let me know. Oh, I've always wanted to explore with, with friends. Oh, my, my friends, the other vines, the door, the the structure, we are, we are very close, but they are, they like to be a structure on, in the woods, and I would like, I dream of exploring everywhere. Well, just like me, you have very big dreams. Oh, we will, yeah. we will find everywhere. I will, ex- I will explore as a musician, and you will explore as a door, and we will find tiny all the structures. Door. I can be a tiny little door, and I can be a tiny little many other things. This is perfect. So, Missy, Missy tells all of her friends, all of, you know, this is Dora. Uh, She also asks, she also asks Dora, and what pronouns should I use for you? Oh, I am, um, hmm. (laughs) Uh, was I using any particular pronouns before? Good question. I don't know. I think you were just saying they, because it was the vines. Yeah, I, I, I um I prefer the they. It is uh, simply I, I uh, this is just how I, I identify. Not only just because there are I, there are I am a clump of many little things, but also just are you just are how you I s- am. are you saying are you saying they're <laughs> are you saying they're non-binary? <laughs> that is how I identify. I am non-binary. Um, I don't know why you're all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know why you were funny laughing. Do you, do you all get it? Get, do you get it? That, that, that was real. That was real. Two days Thank you for that. <laughs> I have a question. What does it sound like when the plants and Celeste are talking? Oh, you just, um, you don't hear anything from the plants. Um, you do hear uh, Celeste talking and it, you, you can understand what she's saying. There's just a little weird twinge to it. That's kind of, kind of uh, viney, you know. 
when you don't have the spell cast, it sounds like me saying it in such a high register that the mic doesn't pick it up. Got it. Got it. Love that. Um, okay. Quick question: Who's Mike? Oh, <laughs> good call. <laughs> yes, my um, um, uh, you know this little um, this little beetle that I have on my desk, Mike, friend of Herb. I was about to ask. So, so you know what it's like to do the home gnomes now. What are you? Ca- Professor, Professor Carver, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, you, ever, <laughs> you ever met the home gnomes? Uh, oh, yeah, anytime. Yes, I have. I have. You, then you yep. understand. Uh, yeah, you know, Mike, uh, my, Mike, my little beetle, he's very, he's, he's very strong for a little guy. And, no, and sometimes he's able to, like, sort of grab onto the home gnomes and just, like, lift them. But sometimes he just can't pick them up. Sometimes the mic just doesn't pick it up. Okay. <laughs> I suppose I suppose that I'm next. So. Uh, yes, you can roll another encounter. Now you have a little friend. Uh, that was unexpected. That was, and we're not adding anything to this, right? You're not adding anything. Perfect. So that was a seventeen. All right. So you're walking along. Something up ahead is glowing brightly as you plod on. It slowly gets brighter and brighter. Suddenly the light is just ahead of you, but also surrounding you on all sides. Though it was gradual at first, the light suddenly flashes to its utmost brightness. I need you all to make a dexterity save and throw to cover your eyes before the light reaches its apogee. Um, so I got a nine. 16. All right. Uh, Missy got so, a nine. <laughs> okay, and Ren? I got a 23. All right. So, um, Calvin and Ren, you both succeed. You managed to cover your eyes in time. You're good. Missy, unfortunately, uh, too entranced by the light's rapidly growing intensity. You fail to protect your eyes, and everything is, is white, and then everything is gone. Your eyes see nothing. You're now under the effect of the blinded condition. So, Missy, until further notice, you automatically fail any ability check requiring sight, attack rolls against you have advantage, and your attack rolls have disadvantage. But can I um, still play the instruments? Well, I should, I should think, I should think so. Um, you're very talented. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're very talented. So I, I mean, I should think you can do it just by feel. That's then. This is fine. You I could. shall be. Uh, I'll be a, a wonderful blind musician. Mm-hmm. Um, can I cast lesser restoration? Oh, handy. Yeah, that that. Um, let's see. Does it say that heals blinded condition? It does. Wonderful. Oh, well, what do you know? Oh. You're no longer under the effect of the blinded condition, Calvin. Um, Calvin? Yeah, Calvin um, sees that you are. Struggling, uh, sees that your eyes are are all wonky. Goes over to you and uh, uses his druid magic to uh, heal your eyes. Oh, Mr. Calvin, thank you very much. Except for now, I, I was thinking about all the la- the fame I could get for being a blind performer. But you know what? I will do it as a sightful one as well. Mm-hmm. You can always just close your eyes. Oh, I could do that too. Thank you, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Dora. Oh, you can always just close your eyes. This is a great idea, Dora. Thank you. 
I'm, uh, I'm always very here. insightful. Did any? Did you? Did you all hear that? I kind of mumbled it. It's it, get it. It's very. It, it's very insightful. Oh, 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 oh. it took a moment, but I got it. Cause, cause the, sight, oh, sight. Yeah, yeah. Father, right? <laughs> Very well done. All right. He's not laughing. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. I think it, it's probably fine. He's 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 in character. I don't um, think old people get it. It's fine. Next encounter. I'm, I'm 37. So who's rolled in the next encounter check? Is that me? I think it might be me. I think so. Ten. Okay. So you continue on through the woods, and you're not sure if you're imagining things at first, but you do notice that it's a bit harder to see than it was a few minutes ago. There's a thick fog quickly settling in around you. What do you do? I might have something for this. Let me check my spells. No, I don't have it prepared. Never mind. Okay. So the fog is getting pretty, pretty thick. What do you do? I have a question. Yes. So you know how fog is made out of water droplets? Mm-hmm. Could I destroy the fog with destroy water? Um, what's the wording on destroy water? Uh, you destroy up to 10 gallons of water in an open container within range. Alternatively, you destroy fog in a 30-foot cube within range. I didn't read that far. So. Okay, let's see. I'm not, it doesn't say anything about magical fog. This fog, you're welcome to try it, but... It, it you're gonna have to roll to see if it's gonna take effect on um, this particular magical fog. What do we think? Is it worth it? Well, I feel like we probably would have tried it and then we would get our answer one way or another. Uh, I'll try it. Yeah. All right, uh, roll a d20. Um, let's make it an arcana check. I think that makes sense okay. for magical fog. Uh, so with the nat 20, uh, that is a 23. It 100% works. Um, the fog clears up. You get a sense of disappointment from the fog as it was like, we were going to have fun. We were going to separate you. The fog kind of shimmies off and floats away in a huff. And you continue on safely without any further intervention from the fog. So, um, you made it through the, the fog. You success successfully dispelled it with your nat 20. So, uh, somebody roll the next encounter check. Uh, five. All right, we've already done a five, so I'm doing the nearest one to it that we haven't done. This is a fun one. All right, yeah, I was hoping you'd get this one. Okay, so you come upon an unusual site in the middle of a clearing is a pristine stone statue of a cloaked dryad. The woman depicted in the stone has sharp and lovely features, though most of her form is covered by the immaculately carved folds of her thick cloak. You can see hints of leaves and vines peeking out. It's really incredible craftsmanship. We're talking like Bernini levels of artistry. As you approach, you notice that the woods are darkening at an alarming pace. Everything outside of this clearing is pitch black. However, there's a soft glow coming from the statue, forming an, an island of dim, lovely light. You hear the creaking of the stone before you see her head turn to look at you. As she sets her stony eyes upon you, her face softens somewhat and begins speaking. 
I fly without feathers. I eat of no bread. Though I may leave some crumbs should I land on your head. Now I may be a beauty, but I understand that change is a given. Thus I enrich the land. What am I? Wind? The statue turns to you, cocks her head a little bit, and repeats. I fly without feathers, I eat of no bread, though I may leave some crumbs should I land on your head. Now I may be a beauty, but I understand that change is a given. Thus I enrich the land. What am I? We should be careful not to, to say our thoughts in earshot because if I recall uh, last time it, we, there was like a, a three time possibility and then we had to like fight something. I don't know oh, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. I kind of, uh, I, I kind of try to like shuffle everyone a little bit further away so we can kind of whisper without being presumably overheard by the statue woman. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You go to the edge of the clearing uh, right before it drops off into darkness and you're able to converse and discuss this um, uneves dropped upon. So, I don't think it's a it's a living creature. I had, um, I thought, <laughs> I, I was maybe thinking um, thoughts. Ooh. I don't know, though. Um, I don't know if that quite makes sense, but... Oh, it's something on your mind. head that gets me there with that mm-hmm. because it would land in your head if right but maybe that's still a good idea uh, i was thinking maybe inspiration um yeah crumbs thought, of inspiration yeah my first thought was time or rain but i don't time think that's right time or what sorry rain oh mm. i actually think father that is a good answer because it does leave crumbs on your head raindrops and it is a beauty and it enriches the land rain is actually a very good answer i think you're onto something for inspiration though Hmm. or something in the in the sort of i was thinking it might not be inspiration but like creativity something not physical but i also really like rain change is a given thus i enrich the land Hmm. Or bat. I don't know if time would work because crumbs on your head is confusing for time. Do you want to try one of our guesses? I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? We all die. Yeah, that's about the <clears throat> that's about the worst thing that could happen. All right, yeah. what's the second worst thing that could happen? I Some die. of us die. Yeah. What's the third worst thing that could happen? One person dies. Um, Your wife dies. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much most of them are about death. The first uh, couple ones. It's at least the first few dozen uh, involve death in some way. Okay. Um. So I think. Um. Yeah, I think it could be one of those. Um. Fly without feathers makes me think of bats, and the rest kind of makes sense for a bat. Um, are you sure? I'm not seeing the bat part. Well, okay, perhaps... well, hear me out. Bats fly. They don't have feathers. They don't eat Okay. Fly. Um, they... Where do they there's... get the crumbs, then? 
they leave shit everywhere. Um, and oh. sometimes they'll they'll land on your head, and they're gorgeous. Have you ever seen a bat? They look great. Um, and uh, Mr. Carver, I'm just wondering. They think that um, they could be vampires, and they change into vampires, and then they reach the land because they build mountains <laughs> of poop underneath them in caves, and like that's great fertilizer. So it could. Hey, be Hey, Professor bat. Carver. Um, I'm just wondering what's in that um what's in that mug you've got there. Uh, is, is it? Just coffee. It's coffee. It's or eggnog. I thought it's it was Christmas. Night. No, it, it's um, I'm drinking eggnog, just pure nog. Okay, uh, eggnog also has alcohol in it. Just a heads up. No, it's not all not all eggnog. That's not the truth. So you're just drinking straight nog, just some yeah. pure nog. Great. Hard, okay. Hardcore nog fan <laughs> over here. I don't so, need alcohol to spend time with children. Uh, I'm just going to call bullshit on this privately, Ren. Definitely saw something slipping back. Anyway, I, I think we should try inspiration. Or going off of the bat idea, uh, a bee. But where does the bee get the crumbs? Pollen. <gasps> oh, oh, I could see that. Could be a bee. Bees don't. Bees don't have feathers. They don't. <laughs> but they're fuzzy. They're they're fuzzy, so it's not weird for me to ask that. <laughs> um, should I? I may leave some crumbs. Should I land on your head? That would be the pollen on the le- the arms and legs. They are beautiful, and they enrich the land by spreading pollen and making the flowers bloom. And they don't eat bread. They don't. They don't eat bread. I don't believe so. At least. I think I'm gonna go try the inspiration one while yeah, this is happening. It. Oh. Um, as as they're debating bats and bees, bees and bread, <laughs> I I go over because I'm also thinking if I am incorrect, perhaps it'll keep them from harm. Um, and I'll say, this was not my idea, so I can't take credit for it. But um, inspiration. The statue looks at you again. She cocks her head the other direction, and she repeats, but with more. Um, precision this time, repeating only certain parts. I fly without feathers. I understand that change is a given. Thus I enrich the land. What am I? Butterfly. Me? Are the rest of you still uh, out of earshot? Could it, could it be money? M- money? I don't know. Change got me. Money flies. Um, change is a gift. Fuck, I don't, why is it focusing on change and fly? Maybe a, a like a butterfly? Because... What, what crumbs? No, no, maybe, maybe it is time. But how would time leave crumbs? Memories? Yes, because time flies without feathers. And change is a given, so time enriches the land. I think it's memories, yeah. Memories are the crumbs. Okay. Calvin, do you want to try this one? Sure. Um, I walk over to the statue and I say, um, excuse me, uh, ma'am, time? She looks at you, cocks her head a little bit, and says, You've said the right answer, but not just now. What am I? Oh, was it the bats? No. Missy would like to go up and say a bee. She starts to smile. You're getting closer. A bat? Pretty close. A butterfly? butterfly. Uh, as you say, butterfly. 
The statue smiles fully and warmly. The folds of her stone drapery seem to shift as she spreads her cloak open and as she does so, thousands of little butterflies fly out from her core. Butterflies of every colour, all with a slight bioluminescence that illuminates the woods around you. For several seconds they are all you can see and they are beautiful. Once they have scattered enough for you to get your bearings, you see that the stone statue has changed. No longer a dryad, but an empty cloak of cold stone marks the centre of the clearing. And your way is no longer blocked. It's just real pretty. I wish they had cameras in D&D. I would like go and snuggle up under it so it, like it was like a... So we could take a picture. It's kind Might of one of those like attractions. That. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Might not go as well as I hope it would. <laughs> Dora and I can't communicate anymore, but Dora turns into a butterfly when they see the butterflies. They certainly do. They weave themselves into a little winged shape and they, they can't quite fly, but they, they sit on your shoulder and they flap their wings and it's real cute. Missy uh, takes Dora on her finger and starts pretending that they're flying. Ooh. Wonderful. Who's rolling in the next encounter check? Ren? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Alright. That's an 11. Here's a fun one. Alright. As you're walking through, you see something odd. Again. Are there fellow travellers approaching you? No. Certainly not. You must be approaching a mirror or something. There's... These woods play tricks on you. Maybe it's some sort of reflection because because what you see is yourself. That's right. Uh, straight ahead, you see yourself, accompanied by the rest of your party, of course, and they're walking toward you at the same pace that you're walking toward them. You halt, and they halt. Yes, they, they, they must be reflections, except... Though you remain still, your doppelgangers charge and tackle, and all six of you are tumbled and shuffled about. So here's how this works. I need each of you to roll a die. It doesn't matter what kind. If you roll even, you are playing yourself. If you roll odd, you are your doppelganger, and your doppelganger knows of you only what can reasonably be deduced from what you have said and done in these woods. So. If each of you would privately uh, let me know what you got, I will play your counterpart. I know, right? Imagine that's so cool. Oh my gosh. So, let me just make sure we all, don't say it out loud, but make sure in your head you know whether you're playing your double or yourself. And I'm also verifying that in my own head. So, I'm playing, yes. All right. This is gonna be chaotic. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Calvin, that I am playing, says, "What? What just happened? Um, I'm, I'm confused. Um, uh, is, I, I don't, I." Mm. And then uh, uh, Missy says, "Oh, who are you? You are so beautiful." Um. <laughs> Oh my goodness, uh, shall I play you a song or something? <laughs> and, um, and Ren, uh, says, um, um, I, 
I mean, I, um, uh, should I, should I, um, uh, slash someone with Thaddeus? <laughs> I'm trying my best, guys. <laughs> no, that was incredible. <laughs> You've just spot on with all of our accents, especially Mrs. Calvin's. Oh, well. Incredible. Oh, yes. Missy was spot on. Um, I do not talk like that. Are, are you saying okay. that in character? You know what? Yeah. Um, your Calvin counterpart says, I, I, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I always talk like this. I'm, I'm English. Um, not sure what else there is to say. Wait, I don't, it's not a sure trick. There's voice. no such thing as English in, in D&D world. It's a trick. Oh, wait, is this a, oh, right, different, different world. Um, apologies. Um, so Missy goes up to Missy and says, Oh my gosh, no, you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, yes, I am the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because I am looking at me. <laughs> but I am also looking uh, at me. I have always wanted to play a duet with myself. Would you indulge me? Oh my goodness, let's do it right now. Okay. <laughs> I suppose they both just perform admirably. I think they're having a great time, just naturally in sync, you know? Oh, of course. We're perfectly do in you, sync. Do you know my wife? Uh, um, your, your Calvin counterpart says, um, I know my wife, um, also got this staff. I'm, are we talking in game or out of game? Um, I am not really sure what that means. Uh, I have I, I, Imogen, what was what was Calvin with an E's wife's name? Oh, um, it was um, it, it was Ilzanine. Um, yeah, that's um, I think that that that's my wife. But my I staff think that's is my wife. Um, do we have the same wife? Are there two wives? Um, I don't. I there there seems to be two of us. Um, is this normal? Is this normal for the game? Is there normally I... two of us? I don't know, but if there are two of us, maybe that means that we have two wives. Do we each? No, we each would have one if there are two. Wait, what's your wife's name? Um, Other Imogen, what's my wife's name? Yeah, your um, your wife's name is is Ilzanine, as I said just a moment ago. Um, yeah, yeah, as I I also said I also said just a moment ago. Um, Ilzanine is Calvin with an E's wife. I also have my right. staff. Do you, do you do you know what my staff's name is? Uh, I yes. think we said staff's the name of name this. Is, it's Claire, um, and my wife's name is Ilzamine. Um, so I think we have the same wife, or there are two of our wives, and we each have one. Mm-hmm. You wait a minute. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> wait a minute. Uh, you you didn't know the name of the of the wife before it was said. I, out loud. I knew, I, I knew the name. No, I, not you. I know the name of my own wife. Not Peg. you. I know. Not the, you, Professor. I, I know, also know the name. I'm of talking my in wife. character. Can't you hear the difference? <laughs> yeah. My voice is much lower, and I have a very different, distinct accent. I, I said, mm. I said, Ren. Well, no, I, I'm talking to Calvin. I'm, I'm Calvin. I'm <laughs> no, I'm talking also to Calvin. Calvin. With an e. 
I'm no. Calvin with an E. I am also Calvin with an E. We're both Calvin hey, well, with which, an E, apparently. Which one of you is Calvin with an I? I'm Calvin with an I and Calvin well, with an E. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just Calvin with an E right now. I see. I think it, that is what we established. <laughs> okay. Uh, I go over to, to my, my Ren counterpart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I, I stare at him. And I squint my eyes. He squints right back. I squint my eyes further. He squints even further. You really can't... It's it's a miracle either of you can see any aspect of the other. Your counterpart looks at you, squinting so tight, and says, You're not taller than... <coughs> you're not taller than me. Well, you're my counterpart, so we're probably tall at the, at the same amount of tall. That's not even... What I are want you to even... be taller. Yeah, I want to be taller too, but we can't always get what we want. Okay, what's in your book? Answer that, and then we'll be able to tell which one of us is real. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell me what's in your my? I my asked book? first. I asked first. Uh, well, so there. You're just trying to to get that information out of me, so you can prove you can pretend that you know it. Well, M- Missy knows what's in my book, so you should. Go and tell Missy what you think is in the book. So, and I'll tell Missy what I think is in the book. Which Missy? Question. <laughs> um, the just I'll I'll go I'll go over. Uh, uh, um, uh, Ren Ren, your counterpart goes over to, um, your you Celeste and says, um, in the book is words. Yeah, see. She she confirmed it. She knows. I go over to all of them and I say, <clears throat> "So how do you how do you like that piece of poetry that I wrote a little while ago, Missy?" So obviously I am I am the real one because I knew it was in the book, and this one just said words. I mean, I'm not as someone wrong. who's well. You're not wrong, but for someone who is a wordsmith and a poet, sorry. <clears throat> For someone who is a wordsmith and a poet, you should know the difference between words and pure poetry. I'm, I, you're the imposter. I know these things. I'm red. I'm no, red. No, you're not. I'm no, red. you're not. I'm red. I'm no, red. I'm red. I'm no, red. I'm red. I'm red. See, I have. Stop I have it. I have Thaddeus. No. Well, what's the other maybe one called? I, maybe I. What's the other one called? Huh? The other one. Uh huh. Um, Gladius. Nope, nope, see, see you know now! Can't we just no, all yes. work together, just, you know, I think double the numbers would be beneficial. Absolutely not, no, I don't trust anyone with my own face on it. Oh, uh, yes? Have you seen my face? I would not trust anyone that looks like me. Um, okay, um, I, I, I still, I'm still pretty sure I'm- No. I'm Ren. No, get out of here! I'm Ren. Get out! I'm Ren! Get- you want to go? I, I, I point my sword. You want to <laughs> go? I think I'm ready. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go, actually. Ren also points points his sword at you. Um, I roll to attack. Okay, <laughs> okay, roll to attack. That is a 21 to hit. Y- you hit, and the other end poofs into smoke. <laughs> ha! <laughs> See, I wouldn't do that if I was the real Ren. Poofing into smoke. I told you. I mean, I'm, you I'm, I'm still confused what's going on. Um, I still think that I might have been Ren. 
You? Why would you be red? I Wait, don't Celeste, I don't understand. Saying, I don't know. Everyone was saying that they're red. No. Wait, does that mean I also have to be red? No, I no one else is red. It's only me. I don't want to be red. I don't know. I'm still pretty sure that the, the red that we have still now is the real red. I mean, poetry. I really, honestly. <laughs> I love poetry. <laughs> I really do. So, so Missy, mm-hmm. where'd you come from before this? Wait, where'd you come from before this? The library. Before the library. Hmm. Before the library. Oh, somewhere beautiful, I'm sure. Yes, the library. And it's very beautiful. What happened okay. before the library? Well, before the library, I was, um, I was a princess in the sky. I did run away. I know I did not like to say it because I am probably still being chased after. (laughs) I am, I I am being chased. How did you know? (laughs) I, I swung, I swing my, wait, I swing, (laughs) I swing my sword at the fake Missy. The one that didn't know about the princess thing. Which one didn't know about the princess? You, that one. (laughs) The one that's talking right now. <laughs> Roll to attack. Okay. <laughs> that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that 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 Missy um poofs into smoke. And uh, Celeste, you can play real Missy now. Oh, thank God. That was such a hard character change. <laughs> no, I forgot who I was playing for a second. I did. I, I started I started a, a, a pretending to be the doppel for a moment. <laughs> But I we thought ca- so. That was I my bad. So. This is hard to keep track. When you were saying that you did it, that you I'm from the library. Beautiful. Yeah, I was oh, like, beautiful place, I'm sure. That was, was like, that, that was my bad. I got mistaken. I had to look back at my notes to remember who I was. I believe there's we still this thing, this other, um, right, Calvin well, with the, it, Calvin with the wife and possibly the other wife. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So, what was the name of the person who introduced us to Kelvin? Good. We haven't Uh, said her. We haven't said her name in the forest. Oh, Gelsey. Um, uh, So, Missy's going to take her saber and just slash at the one that my father's currently playing. No, 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 no! (laughs) (laughs) All right, roll to attack. Uh, Imagine it's actually not the right one. (laughs) (laughs) What did you roll? Oops. 16. Yeah, yeah, it turns into smoke. Poof. And (laughs) Calvin, you can now play real Calvin again. (laughs) That was that was hard enough playing it's hard enough playing a different Calvin, let alone a different different Calvin. It was was fun. fun. You did so well. (laughs) That was so cool. That Uh, was no one else is allowed uh, to play my character but you. That's some department of, of conspiracy shit right there. Yeah, we're gonna have to try this again some uh, in a like much later in the game when we all get better mm-hmm. at this because I I struggled there. And that was really Louisa's, cool. Also, what Louisa was that about the department of conspiracies, Ca- uh, Professor Carver? Have you been uh, there before? The what? 
Uh, you said the Department of Interior. I do recall you saying that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Actually, it's a moment ago. I genuinely um, don't know what you're talking We probably about. have it on the mic. Mike probably misheard. The mic probably picked it up. What are we all talking about? Would you like to sing a song, Mike? What are we all talking about? We know that I've been in the Department of Conspiracy. I told them at the end of year one. We I've know that, but before. we always like to hear stories from about. Mr. Calvin. Uh, right, and we don't know Calvin's. if your dad has been there. I mean, oh, he obviously has. he has at this point. Okay, so next encounter. <laughs> 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 okay, so you successfully identify and attack the doppelgangers. Uh, they turn to smoke, and you're all you're all yourselves. You're all yourselves. So, next encounter. Oh, I guess that's me. Mm-hmm. Twelve. All right, so you continue on through the woods. You hear the sound of several snapping twigs in the distance, followed by a a rustling in the branches to your right. Within a few moments, you were able to identify its source. A slim figure is running frantically towards you, flailing its arm as it approaches. You hear labored breathing and a steady whimper. As you ready yourself for whatever fight this forest is about to throw at you, you are surprised to see that you recognize the figure. Her short black hair is disheveled and her spectacles are cracked, but there is no mistake in the deep blue eyes and pale complexion of this petite librarian. It's Gelsey. She's almost reached you. What do you do? What was the last thing you said to us? I say, pointing the sword out, because we just... oh. Thank God! Thank the gods! I found you! We must hurry! It's just it's just awful! Come with me! Please! There's no time no. to explain! No, what's what's There's no, no time there to explain! Time to Come explain. with me, please! What was the last There's I don't... no time There's no time to explain! Come with me, please! We must hurry! It's it's just awful! And and she can starts in... running. Oh, Come with uh, me! Can can someone insight check it? Because I should not do that. I'll I'll <laughs> do an insight unless it I'll do an insight check. I'll do an insight. Tin looks. It, it, it looks like Gelsey, and I think she she's very distressed. Gelsey, are you upset? I I shall come help you. Come, come with me, please. Uh, come Gelsey with me, didn't please. Go into the forest Is it time us? to explain? It looks like Gelsey. She needs our help. We must go. Yeah, she she's running off. Do you follow her? Hey, well, it feels like a bad mm. idea, but I guess we're gonna follow her. If uh, if if you think so, Missy. Hurry! I suppose Missy does. Please, we must hurry. There's no time to explain. Of I think course, the I totally here. trust you. Okay. okay, but like, what? What's the name of your mentor, though? Uh, there's no time to explain. Come with me. Please. Okay, look, she's. Uh, Would you allow me to roll a second insight check? You, you, you may. Okay. Are you sure? It's okay if not. No, you're good. But um. Missy, I should say, has already run after Gelsey. Okay. Oh, well. That's fair. That's an eight, so I take off after her. You also take off after Gelsey. Calvin, what do you do? Can I also roll an insight? Yeah, you can roll an insight. Uh, that is, oh, shit. I mean, uh, shoot. <clears throat> oh, that is no, no, <laughs> father, what was that? What did you say? Repeat Nothing. Uh, that's no, a 21. what did you say? Oh. I said nothing. Alright. Um, At a 21, that's not Gelsey. That's not Gelsey. This is a trick that the forest is playing 
on us and it's gonna try to separate us. So, with your good roll, instead of following Gelsey, I will allow you to follow either Missy or Ren to keep uh, you all from getting fully separated. I'll follow Missy. Alright. So, uh, Calvin, you're following Missy, so you keep mm-hmm. an eye on her specifically and mm-hmm. you're able to keep her in your sight. But, Missy and Ren, this is what happens. Gelsey leads the way, and her frantic pace has not diminished since finding you. You struggle to keep up with her, and she's unusually swift, not just for a librarian. Um, her intermittent offerings of, of, come with me, and we must hurry, are your only focus as the world around Gelsey seems to blur. Finally, you seem to be closing in on her, and you collide at any moment. You reach your hands out to meet her, and they grasp nothing. The form of Gelsey vanishes into smoke. Looking around, you don't see her. Ren, you don't see anyone. You're, the rest of your party is not anywhere in your sight. Missy, you see Calvin, but no one else. No Ren. Calvin? I don't know where... Where Gelsey went? Um, that was not Gelsey. She was not real. Oh so. no! What what happened to Ren? We need to go back and find him. E- yes. C- could I do either perception or an investigation to see if I know what direction Ren went in? Uh, yeah, you're welcome to. I have a strange role, and I would like to see if it's okay. Um, what if I do a performance check to give Ren something to come towards? Um, you're, you're welcome to try. Um, meanwhile, I got a 24 perception. Alright, even with a 24? I mean, you, keeping up with, with Missy was hard enough, especially with the, the magical whatnot going on in the woods. Ren vanished in a, another direction and but you do you do feel like staying in the same place there's two of you and one of her staying in the same place is going to be the best way for your whole party to be reunited i got a 21 on my performance check all right noted ren i need you to oh, roll an uh, encounter check oh on my own on your okay. own oh <laughs> that is a 12 Alright, we're getting a lot of twelves. Alright, so the closest one to that. So, Ren, all alone, you trudge along further into the woods. At this point, you're really feeling the strain of your long and arduous journey. You ache, you feel heavy. You fail to stifle a yawn, and you just yawn again and again. Like your own very tired frog chorus solo. Make a constitution check to stay awake. Oh dear. Um, as I'm doing this, I, I pull out my most uh, rousing book of poetry that I like to read. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's, um, that's a 22 constitution oh, save. Uh, yeah, you, you push right through it. You push right through it. You stay awake. You're still feeling tired. Ooh, and you may be moving a little slow. But you make it through this encounter. And All right. 
now you can roll a luck check to see if you find your party. So just a straight oh, d20. Gosh. This is scary. <laughs> That's a 13. You find your party. It was just a d10. Oh. Thank goodness. If I fell asleep in the forest, what would we have done? <coughs> Luckily, oh, you were um, also able to uh, follow the music of Missy. So that helped. I, I walk into the clearing and I go, oh, that's, um, what's the name of that song? That's a good, um, it's a good song. <clears throat> oh, it's one that I just wrote. It's called Ren. Where are you? Oh, that makes sense. That's why you were saying, uh, singing Ren, where are you at the, at the parts where you're supposed to sing the parts. That makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I almost fell asleep. So we should be careful not to fall asleep in here. Because I think the forest wants us to stay. <laughs> we don't want that. Well, I guess now that we are that we are all together, we can go on, right? Yeah. Is everyone all right? Dora? <laughs> Perfect. Dora's ready. All right. I yes. <laughs> They're pretty great. All right. All right. I still haven't had any combat or anything. Wow. You might make it through this fully unscathed. I've been wondering, are there actually combats coming up? Oh, because I haven't. There, there, there are several encounters that are combat. You just Lovely. haven't rolled any of them <laughs> yet. So he's rolling. I believe it's Calvin's turn. I believe it is. Uh, that's a fourteen. Okay. See, there's so many that you've already rolled. It's. I can roll again if needed. No, you're good. Um, actually, yeah. Eighteen. <laughs> okay. Well, literally, eighteen is. You're walking along. You see a cool tree. You keep going for about forty-five minutes, and you're just walking and thinking, "Hey, this isn't so bad." I mean, look at that cool tree over there. <laughs> and you realize it's the same tree as before. You've walked in a circle. This encounter doesn't count. Roll again. <laughs> That's another twenty. Roll again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I thought this table would be more diverse. That's a 19. That's the vine hut again. You know what? Should we roll again? That's a nine. I think I've rolled a nine before. Yeah. I rolled a. I rolled a seven. Ah. Let's do. Let's go with that one. Okay. <laughs> let's go with that one. That's a fun one. Let's do that one. Okay. The already chillful air around you seems to drop several degrees and the atmosphere takes on a mournful tone. It's very quiet. Whoever is leading the group on the leg of the journey, make a perception check. So that would be Missy, you rolled this. I need, I need you to make a perception check. It was almost an 18, but it's a f- 8. Alright. Let me just roll something. Yeah. Okay. Without warning. Let me just pull out this flip to the page. What page is it? Imogen, when you said fun, did you mean for us or for yourself? Everybody. I love that I get to pull out this book. Okay. So, you see, very surprisingly, as this is a surprise round, you see uh, a very... uh, 
you know, it, you don't see much because it's a surprise. It just, just, it just attacks you. Um, let's see, who's it gonna, it's going to attack Missy. Missy doesn't exactly have a lot of health, so lovely. Well, you haven't had any combat yet, so. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so that is a 18 to hit. Does that hit you, Missy? Yes, it does. All right. <laughs> okay. So out of nowhere, you just, there's just a flash of movement of dark, shadowy, graying, nasty looking movement. And you feel a, a bite, a bite right in your shoulder as, as you, it, something just digs its fangs into you and you take 13 points of damage. And the next one, now there's a, another being is going to go after, um, let's see, who's next in the order? Uh, it's gonna go after Calvin. So, uh, I'm gonna roll to hit. Oh, it does not hit. So Calvin, you're good. And this next one is gonna go after Ren. Uh, does it 10 hit? No. Okay, then you're good. <laughs> all right. So now that this surprise round is over, I'd like you all to roll initiative. All right, let's fuck them up. Okay, I got a um, 17. Okay. What's your dex, Calvin? Uh, plus one. All right. Um, uh, Missy, what did you get? Missy got a 19. Wonderful. And Ren, what did you get? Got a 15. Wonderful. So, top of the round, we have Missy. Okay. Um, so. And I'll, I'll, I'll describe what you see now that you can see what's up. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so you're, you've just entered this clearing and there's, you, you, you got bit. Uh, you now see your combatants. They are, there's this one burly looking sort of zombie like rotting semi-transparent maybe creature it's just humanoid looking but disfigured and long long arms and claws and just it's a it's a nasty thing and it has two little friends that are very similar um the, you may recognize the henchmen as ghouls. There's uh, one that is much more, a bit beefier, more rotund, and the other is a bit stringy. So what we have is a ghast, a rotund ghoul, and a stringy ghoul. We have three combatants. Okay, is one of the is one of the ghouls alone? Like, are they separated from each other or right next to each other? Well, they've just attacked different people. Um, and I, I think your party is pretty uh, close to each other-ish, like probably within ten feet or so. So they're uh, they're a bit close together, but I mean they've all just attacked you, so they're within well, within combat range, within melee range. Feet, that's perfect. So I am going to be using my bardic inspiration on myself to give my, to give me. My psychic blades ability. Oh, oh wait, I have to I have to declare an attack first. So I'm going to attack. Okay. Dirty twenty to hit. Alright, that, that hits who are you attacking? So I'm going to be attacking the one who was rude and had the audacity to touch Miss Mystical Missy Mavlik. And for a moment, how dare you! I am royalty! And then Missy realizes what she what she says and goes, 
I'm I'm Royalt I'm Missy Maverick how dare you and she she is going to not only use her bardic inspiration to make to make psychic blades which allows me to add 3d6 to my attack but because this this enemy doesn't have anyone within five feet of it I also get to add my sneak attack to it okay yeah uh, roll to attack oh uh, I got a dirty 20 to it oh yes of course right? of course my bad um, yeah so roll roll your damage. Amazing! That's 1d8 and 5d6. Oh my goodness. Oh, I do not love all the ones in that too. Okay, so that is 19 damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and if it matters, six of it is psychic damage. All right, good to know. You're good. All right, so next in the lineup is the ghast again. And it seems to be that um, it is still engaged in combat with Missy, and it's not very happy about having been hit, so it's gonna hit you again. Oh, and any creature that starts its turn within five feet of the ghast must must succeed a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of its next turn. Uh, sorry, Missy, could you make a DC 10 constitution saving throw real quick? Of course. Okay, so that's 17. Then yes, you're good. You're good to go. Okay, just have to get that thing out of the way. Oh, it rolled a nat one on its attack. Um, we love to hear it. Yeah, so it's just, it's just sitting there looking menacing, looking kind of peeved at what you've done to it. Next is Calvin. I would like to use my wild shape and turn into a dire wolf. Of course, you're welcome to. Why a dire wolf? Um, yeah, I, you're right. I, they're they're pretty powerful. Like, you're good. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to bite. People. That makes um, sense because the the ghost did do a bite attack. So, uh, oh, you know, take one. Tattoo. Oh, uh, I have an oh, the tattoo. That yeah. makes sense. That is. Yeah, I mean, see. Well, why wouldn't you me. turn into a goose then? Because you have a goose tattoo too. That's I true. don't like geese. Why do you have a goose tattoo if you don't like geese? Yeah, there's also like a teapot and stuff, and a match and a needle and stuff. All right, um, is that is that your whole turn? Anything else? You can you make an attack in the same turn? Uh, that's a good question. Can I make an attack? Let me me look at the rules of wild shape. I know it's a bonus action if you're circle of the moon, but I don't. I don't. You're a different circle, I believe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a. I'm circle of. some, a circle of dreams. So, nice. no, that is my whole action. I just turn into a wolf and I growl. Do you like to use any of your movement? You're currently, uh-huh. uh, you're currently in melee range with uh, a very robust ghoul. Uh, y- yes. I just want to make sure that I am within five feet of one of my allies. All right. Um. Yeah, that that's that's easy. You can you can remain within melee range of of the robust ghast and also be yeah. You're you're all clo- you're all in a clump. You're good. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Next in the order is Ren at uh at initiative of 15. What would you like to do? So which of the ones are looking hurt right now? And which ha- um how's the big guy looking? The big guy is the only one that's taken damage. Um it's uh looking let's see yeah it's 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 looking bloodied i mean it doesn't really have blood 
adult think, or at least in this universe, I guess, in my imagination. Uh, this type of uh, creature does not have, like, blood blood, but it's like this weird ooze stuff. So it, it's looking hurt. Gotcha. All right. Um, so I will go... Um, if, if he's looking hurt, then I'm not going to worry about him. I'm going to get rid of the others if I can. Uh, I'm going to go and make a slash at... Um, we'll say the the bulky one first. All right, so make your attack. Oof, nope. That one's a natural one. Okay. But I have an extra attack. Yeah, so... I was going to say. I was going to say. I think you got that. <laughs> That's better. That's an 18 to hit. That uh, d- certainly hits. You can Wait. roll your damage. That's 11 damage. Wonderful. For my bonus action. No, that's okay. okay. I think I'm good. I'll stay put and kind of put myself, uh, if I can, in front of um, in front of Missy, so she takes a little bit less damage. I don't know if I can, but yeah, yeah. we can make that work. Yeah, that that, that works. Okay, All right. great. Next in the order is the rotund ghoul. Well, I mean, you kind of just put yourself right up near it, so um, it's gonna go after you, Red. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a miss. It does not hit you, Red. And there's the, the other ghoul, also gonna roll to hit you, and that hits. So, yeah, both of the ghouls are t- trying to team up on, on Ren. This one's gonna do a claw attack. So, uh, Ren, you take five damage, and you also must see, succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw, or be paralyzed for a minute. So, I just want everyone to know that I have, um, I'm down to 69 hit points. Uh, in oh, case nice. you're wondering. Well, isn't nice. that nice? It's super nice, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good not to too, good, not too bad. A good amount of hit points. Well done. It's just a nice amount of hit points to have. It's a nice number. It's just yeah. nice. You've, you've got a lot of health in you still. You didn't take too much yeah. damage at all. And also, it's kind of cute because it's it's one number and then it's the same number upside down. No. Like in an astronomy, it's uh, it's. What is that? Uh, is that the, the symbol cancer for cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, would you look at that? I've finished my eggnog. It's Pisces. <laughs> cancer is the crab. Cancer is the crab. No, but I. No, but, but doesn't the, uh, it, the symbol for it looks looks um, more like a, fish, which is weird. Yeah. I, okay, I'm gonna roll my constitution gonna, save and yeah, now. Yeah, you can roll your. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, next, we are at, back at the top of the road. So Missy. Okay. Uh, Father, why do you look so uncomfortable? I'm just out of Nog, and it made me sad, so I'm gonna magic me more Nog. Coming down, I get it. Yeah, what's Um, the incantation for that? Nogulosis. Noted. Be careful, that's a seventh level spell. (laughs) Very powerful spell. (laughs) Very powerful spell, yes. If you get it wrong, all hell breaks loose. That's on par with, like, a lot of very powerful spells. I can't think of one. Yes. Uh, Isn't there like a uh, uh, Mordenkainen's um, uh, Magnificent Mansion? Is that seventh mm-hmm. level? Yes, Magnificent mm-hmm. Mansion. And, and and you can just go into the mansion and to get and some nog. Just yeah. get eggnog. Yes, yes. You could. But you you could. could. But of course, this is, our, this is a different universe, so obviously you do need a higher level spell to get the nog. Yes. Okay, yeah, so Missy, what's you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. So, would Missy be able to get on the other side of the ghoul that, um, 
Ren jumped in front of because he yep. is so sweet. Yes. Alright. Yeah, um, that's no no problem at all. You're able to do a quick little loop. You have to run past Aghast and to the other side of the rotund ghoul, uh, but you never leave melee range, so you, you, they don't do an opportunity attack, so you're good to go. Perfect. And I'm going to take in another attack and really get him this time. Okay. Alright. They both were 15, which is kind of cute. Um, so that is 21. Yep, that, that, that hits. Alright, I'm going to use my bonus action again to give me another psychic blade, so I'm going to take another full attack at him. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, 21. Uh, 21 points of damage? That is right. Alright, um, yes, the ghast buckles under... Are you using a, a sword, a rapier, scimitar? Oh, Alright, yeah, it, it buckles under the uh, the thrust of your, your weapon, and it just oozes and oozes and it no it does not have any control of itself and it it falls it's down oh, gross there yeah goes. It's, a, it's a little gross but hey uh that's that's you, you you took down the big guy well done calvin uh i would like to um bite whatever's in front of me all right uh i mean you're within melee range of both of the rotund ghoul and the stringy ghoul stringy ghoul uh, I will go for the rotund. Okay. Uh, you may roll to attack. Uh, that is a 17. Alright, yeah, that hits. 11 damage, and it needs to make a strength saving throw, or else it is knocked prone. Alright. Uh, yeah, that's a 7. Yeah, that fails, so it okay. is now prone. It is knocked prone. Okay. And it is not looking too good. What can I say? I have a powerful bite. That that's true. Based on the the numbers that we have here, that is correct. You do yeah. have a powerful bite. Okay. Uh, anything else for your turn? No. All right. Next is Ren. Hello. Hello. So, if it's all right, I would like to cast a ray of frost, mm-hmm. which is a, a cantrip on um, the one that's farther away from me. All right, um, that's the stringy that's one. That's the, the stringy one, yes. Stringy one, yeah. Um, that probably hits. I rolled a natural 19. That uh, certainly hits. Okay, uh, and then it's uh, 1d8 cold damage. Oh, 2d8, because uh, we're a higher level. Oh, fancy. I rolled two fives, okay. so... 10 damage? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's 10 damage to that to uh, the stringy one and um, when I cast a cantrip because I have war magic I can make a weapon attack as a bonus action. Amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go and make my weapon attack at the guy in front of me. Alright, the rotund a ghoul. Yes, that would be a 20 to hit. That that hits. Wonderful. And I'm still using Thaddeus. So. Yeah, naturally. 11 plus 2, that is 13 points of damage. Yeah, the ghoul is down. It had one hit point. Yes! So it is not only dead, it is very dead. Or very Super defeated. dead. Yes. I gotcha. Chopped, fully chopped to pieces, somehow, with a rapier. Must a rapier pierce? Does it slash? Anyway, 
Um, it's finesse. Oh, mm, lovely. So finesse. whatever I feel like, yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Um, so there goes the rotund ghoul. All that is left is the little stringy fella. Oh, and it's the stringy fella's turn. Okay, he's gonna attack. Um, he's gonna attack Calvin. Does a 13 hit? No. I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, Missy, it's your turn now. Okay. Uh, so who's left again? Uh, just the stringy ghoul. Okay. So Missy is going to go over to this stringy ghoul and she is going to... She will just take another attack. Okay. Go ahead and but, roll. Uh, she will not be using her, her bardic inspiration this time. Okay. That is a 15. That 15 hits. Perfect. Okay, so that that is a 14. 14 damage. 14 damage. You cut right through him. He's down. You've successfully cleared all the, go- the, the ghouls and the ghast from this clearing. Seems safe. You're out of initiative. I think Missy just says, Well, that was very gross. We should go. All right. Let's see. Was that it your seems last like we're safe now. <laughs> it was very thrilling. You don't sound very thrilled, uh, Calvin. Um, that's just my personality. Neither of you sound thrilled. No, not very thrilled. No, I am thrilled. I just have a lower voice. That's all. I I can I can commiserate because I also had to do your voice. I'm I, so I, sorry. It's hard to sound <laughs> thrilled with sounding like it's it's real hard. I you you do a really good job, Ren. Oh, you do a wonderful job, Imogen. This has been so much fun already. I'm having so much fun. I'm so glad. All right, you move on. Okay, so. Now uh, we go to the last encounter, which it, we already rolled for it. It was the nat 20. You continue on. Over the quiet sounds of the woods, you hear a tiny little... There is a light rustling in the bushes ahead of you. And cat, out, comes, cat, and cat. out comes a tiny orange kitten with big blue oh. eyes. Oh, he's mine. He looks at you and says shyly, I scoop him up. Oh, he he licks your face a little bit, and it just cuddles on into your arms. Then the wee kitty turns his fluffy little head toward the shrubbery whence he came, and meows reassuringly. Meow. There's a a further rustling, as several small animals hesitantly emerge. There are several little kittens and cats and puppies all of all sizes. I pick up all the cats, every single yes. cat. There's a pair of young deer and their mum. There's a family of hedgehogs riding on the back of a precious little wolf pup. There's a little pair of like twin fox cubs. It's it's really cute. What do you do? I pick up the fox cubs. I pick up all the cats and the fox cubs. I pick them all up. They, they love up you. They, yeah, he's very friendly. Celeste, pick up an animal. Celeste isn't in the game, it's Missy. Missy, pick up an animal. What are the choices? There's um, there's kitties and puppies, and there's little young deer. Uh, Ren was picking up the cats, and I believe some foxes. Calvin has picked up the wolf pup, 
Um, and as I said before, the wolf pup also had a little family of hedgehogs riding on his back. So you're also carrying the hedgehogs and they're, they're just, they're chasing, they're getting on your shoulder and chasing through like on your head and stuff. It's really precious. And um, uh, it's, it's just so many precious little beasts. Well, they're forest otters. Hmm. Roll in for it. Yes. I'll go with the otters. There's a little river, or there's um, two river otters that are just holding hands and just rolling around through the woods, rolling out to the bushes, like, hello, friends. They don't, they don't talk. Um, they don't talk common, but you get the idea that they're saying, hey, friend. I love them. All right, you guys, you just have a lovely time with all these pretty little animals, and they're so sweet. And, um, let's see, uh, how many of you have taken damage? Is it just Missy? I'm just gonna took five points of damage. All right, I'm gonna roll the d12. All right, Missy, you heal seven points, and Ren, you heal three points. Awesome. And they're just real nice. Um, so I start, uh, if they're amenable to it, I start, um, placing some of the cats in my bag just to, so they can, like, wander around. It's a huge bag. It's, like, my huge bag of books and stuff just so they can have, like, a little perch while we're hanging out here. Oh, yeah. They, they climb around and have a lovely little time. They lick your face and they meow at you and the kitties, they do little, they make little biscuits and, and it's, it's just the greatest thing in the world. I have never been so happy in my entire life. It's it's so great. There's they're real pals. Okay. So you you also each get bardic inspiration from them. Um, I would like to name the wolf pup Celeste. Cool. The wolf pup so you, looks at you and says, Father, that's beautiful. It's real cute. I would like to name the otters that I I am friends with. Uh, I want something similar. Uh, how about Kato and Calliope? I like those names. Yeah, nice. I, I kind of like the name Calliope. That's a nice name. Yeah, good names. Okay, so um, one of the kittens is named Theodore, and one of the kittens is named Silas, and one of the kittens is named Otto, and then one of the foxes is named uh, Victor, and then... Um, one of the other foxes is named Alfred, and if there's another fox, then his name would probably be Frederick. And um, after that, there'd probably one, there'd be one named um, Bartholomew. And then if there was another cat, then it'd probably be named um, uh, Horatio. And um, after that, there's probably a cat named Clyde. Friend. And then after, after oh, that, then there would probably be a cat named Eugene. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. after Eugene, there'd probably be a cat named uh, Ralph. Oh, and if there's another one, probably Stanley, and then also Wilfred. Okay, yeah, so um, as you're, as you're naming them, uh, if, if there weren't enough cats, enough of them show up that there's, there's enough for all of, all of the names Amazing. you use. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, they're just such good friends. Um, and you each get a D6 Bardic inspiration for the rest of the session. Oh my goodness. Because mm-hmm. they're so cute. I just wanted you all to have a lovely little time with little friends, with little that animals that, that are just so precious and, and wholesome. Thank you for rolling this, Father. Yes. 
Yeah, if you had bought anything from the the cursed peddler guy, the kittens, and they, they would have pointed it out for you. That's very kind of them. They're good friends. They're good friends. Why do, do I get to keep the puppy? No, the puppies, uh, the the animals, they all, um, uh, once you've all had a good amount of, of, of cuddle time and, um, uh, socialization with your with your little forest friends they all gather up by the thicket again they uh, they they bow their heads a little bit and and if they are able to they get up on their hind legs and do a little wave with their front paws it's really really cute and then um, as they're backing up into the, the thicket they sort of glimmer into light and there, there, there were some pretty special animals. Well, shit, I wanted a wolf pup. I mean, shoot. At I least I'll always have Dora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yes, Dora, Dora was having a great time interacting with the little friends. Um, right. he, he goes off to the side. Um, Ren goes off to the side, mm-hmm. but he does cry a little bit when they leave. You, you, you get a little a little wink from a kitten in the distance. You're like, no, that makes it worse. She cries you. more. Oh, they're watching over you. No, but I miss them. I I miss them too. <laughs> this is gonna have to be a, a recurring theme in every okay. session. Okay, because in every session, the moment you name something, then you can't take it back, and then you're friends forever. Uh, yes, don't worry. This is gonna this is gonna come back. I I wasn't planning on it. This was just gonna be a lovely little respite. But okay, you're you're right. You're right. It's I just can't... so much changes so quickly. And... They're so cute. They're just, they're so cute. Okay, as long as they come back. Okay, so, um, (laughs) with the precious little animals, um, having made their farewells with a little glint in their eye that you'll meet again, you move on. Having finished all the encounters, you note that you are approaching something. So, at last, you come upon a structure. This stone structure is, it's old and overgrown and it's made of three stone slabs. Um, Three of its four sides are stone slabs and the fourth side is just a colonnade, which forms the only discernible entrance. It's like a a little pavilion, kind of of like the Monopteros, but um, larger and rectangular. And also it's like a gazebo Monopteros sort of a thing. You get it. Um, inside the pavilion, you see what looks like a well. It's about five feet in diameter with a wall about two feet high off of the stone floor. There's some ropes suspended from the ceiling and extending down into the mouth of the well. What do you do? I start going down the well. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you roll an investigation check? Sure. That is a 24. All right. Yeah, you... Um, you recognize it immediately. Uh, the ropes that go into the well, it's a pulley system. And you can see down below, there's like a little a plank that is just small just small enough that it doesn't get caught in the entrance. It's it's a platform, basically. You, you found an elevator, a pulley system elevator. Oh, wow, wonderful. Yeah, and also uh, with your investigation check around the area, because you rolled so well, you can see fresh tracks from several parties leading into and out of the structure. 
So it appears to be a meeting place with many visitors. Uh, many of the footprints suggest the unique geometric soul shapes popular among the Kazel nobility. You recall that Ilian, the intruder at the library, was wearing similar footwear when you defeated them. Similar footwear along their, um, uh, alongside their billowing gray trousers and their gold sleeveless V-neck great. doublet. It, it was it was a shame we had to fight because just they had such a good sense of style. This is they correct. Really yes. They they were just a fashion Oof. icon. But Absolute icon. they were gonna destroy the library, so that it's a shame. Do. It's it's no good. No good. Unforgivable. Okay. <laughs> so you glean um, from, from this information that this is this has to be the meeting place of the or the the return factions headquarters. Yeah, and I, I say as such to everyone yeah. as well. And so. right, so you've also figured out that the well has an elevator in it. Oh, what do you do? Shall we? This seems a little dangerous. It's true. It's very true. Well, danger is my middle name. <clears throat> yes, we, we knew this whole trip was going to be dangerous. We, if we stopped at danger, we never would have come into the forest. That's true. That's true. And so you're willing to do this very dangerous thing? Do you not know us? <laughs> well, he actually does not, because he just met us. Oh, you're right, yeah, sorry. He did just meet you. Um, well, we are, you know, I'm, I'm used to doing a bunch of dangerous things. I, I'm, I put myself on the line for the name of justice and, uh, and, and making the world a better place. I am not afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> To me, it's an easy question, you know, live your life in danger or be stuck being a princess. <laughs> the easy answer is, is obvious. Right, to be honest, you should probably stop saying that out loud as much as you do if you don't want to get caught. That is a good idea. I should stop saying that to new people. Uh, the last time we did, it did not go well. No. All right, then let's go. Okay. So you pull up the plank of the elevator that serves as the platform or the, I don't know, the place where you stand. You, you struggle to stay as quiet as you can, knowing that you're in enemy territory. The police stops and you see that you're just a few inches off of a cobblestone floor. You're at the end of a long hallway that extends as far as you can see in one direction. Uh, make a um, investigation check, perhaps, or a stealth, uh, make whatever, somebody make a check. Just make a check, anyone. <laughs> what do you do? I'll make a... Let me look at my checks. I can do an uh, investigation or insight. I could do a history check. Ooh. Let's start with investigation. Whoever's going to do that. Okay. Uh, that is... Um, that is a 21. All right, yeah. So you see the walls. This is, this is not like some earthen tunnel. This is... This is a structure it's walled in there's there's stones and it's it's been here a long time you can tell and so it's this one long hallway but all along the the wall of the hall the hall wall are these alcoves these little nooks and in each of them is a small stone bench attached to the floor and a ledge in the wall if one were to sit on these benches the ledge would be just at the right height to rest your elbows and bow your head you also notice that um, each of these alcoves on the on the little ledge or on the wall or somewhere in the, those alcoves, in, each one is unique. There's a little interruption in the, the mossy layer 
that infects the rest of the stone. There's a bit of pristine stone in each one, and you infer that there's been, that for hundreds of years, there was something sitting on each of these ledges. Perhaps a statue, or a, an, an image, or something that has been recently removed. Uh, this was once a hall of prayer to some forgotten deity. Though any identifying artifacts as to which deity seem to have been removed from the alcoves, you feel in your gut that this hall was once filled with hundreds of devotees in their silent prayers. So that's what you gather with your great investigation check. Okay, so what are we thinking? Or are we not? It's, I mean, it's just one hallway. There's only one direction to go unless you want to just take the elevator back up. Or the, might I, my go. apologies, the lift. Oh my goodness. In this fantasy world, it's called an elevator. Ah, that makes sense. It's, that's that's in that's in the playbook. The, 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 fantasy the elevator. Fantasy yes, elevator. Of course. Yes, it's a, yes. So fantasy elevator. That's yes. Uh, in this universe, it is a. It's it's that. I know that I, it, that may have been confusing when I was describing it because it's a lift, but you know these fantasy worlds and their vocabulary, their lexicon. Of course. Different. Okay, okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose that we should just continue down the hallway. I think so. Just uh, being as respectful as we can. What's your marching order? Who's taking the lead? I think Missy stays in the center. Okay. I can, uh, I can go first. Okay. I'll bring up the rear. Bring up the rear. So, Calvin, since you're ahead, I would like for you to make a perception check as you are walking. Okay. Um, that is a 24. Good job. Um, you don't hear it at first because it's in the far distance. But as you creep along, carefully and respectfully, through this ancient hall of prayer, you hear, you hear voices, and they're a bit muffled, like they're behind something. So, you're bold enough to, to move forward, knowing that they're at a good distance, and you very carefully approach, and you can pick out several voices. They're mostly talking over each other, though there's the occasional ringing of one voice trying to overpower them all. And at last, you reach the source of the voices. The hallway widens into a small chamber. The path forks to your left and right, but straight ahead of you is an ornately carved, imposing stone door. The moss that covers the surface prevents it from closing fully, and thus it is left ajar. Um, the voices are coming from beyond the door. There are no guards posted, which is perhaps strange, but... um. You don't sense anyone around you except for those behind the door, which seem to be otherwise occupied. So the door is ajar. The door is ajar it, um, because it's simply it, it's not able to close unless one were to scrape a bunch of that moss away. And no one has it, it, clearly no one has thought to do that or bothered to do any manual labor here. Um, so you're that that's why the the voices were pretty easy to hear the door wasn't fully closed you were able to recognize that there were voices should we try to stealth our way closer so we can hear what they're saying yes this or, this is going to require a stealth and a perception uh yeah i or i could turn into a fly 
and go into the room, get my eyes on things, and listen, see what they say. So I will fly if yeah. I. All right. Is anyone else going to uh, stealth toward the door and try to listen? Absolutely um, not. I'll give a stealth throw. Yeah. Okay. Missy? I'm going to stay away because, um, yeah, I, I have a disadvantage to stealth. <laughs> Missy got to 25. You are so sneaky. And um, let's see. I'm, I want to make Calvin roll a perception because he's going to be in there as a fly. But Missy, if you're listening, I am going to need a perception check to hear what is going on in there. That's just a seven, unfortunately. All right. Noted. So it's a bit muffled. You can't quite hear much of it, but you know that you're sneaky. In fact, you were so sneaky that you kept a good distance. And that's why you can't hear. So, luckily, we have our ambassador, which is the fly, who's going in to listen. You turn into a fly? I fly a fly. You fly a fly. Wonderful. You go into the, the little ajar door. Just so inconspicuous. Right, good. What you see is um, there's like 20 or so maybe 20 people in here sitting around a table at the head of the table is a young man um humanoid human looking but maybe there there's a bit of a glow about him he's got sandy blonde hair kind of in a little swoop like kind of diaphanous clothing um very oh yeah a looks human looks pretty human but a little bit like human but a little bit extra you know are we related uh roll uh that is a seven you might be related (laughs) you don't know you can't say for sure you're probably not you you don't have like your your hair isn't you're you're i guess you you probably were blonde because you're you um but it uh how did you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, this this young man, he's maybe about twenty or twenty-two, maybe. He's uh, lounging in his seat at the head of the table, pretty comfortable. But the rest of the people, uh, about twenty people or so, um, all of them dressed pretty fancy in some amounts of armor as necessary. A couple of them have weapons on them. Most of them look pretty, um, kind of, uh, soft. They're, they're very richly dressed. And they seem a little bit uncomfortable in this sort of dungeon-like room. And they're, so they're all, ha- they're having a meeting, is what's happening. And here is what you hear. Yeah. <laughs> right, now listen. Dear old dad is thrown in with you lot, and I do intend to do this right. If you want Gvaltier behind you, you have to listen to me, all right? Another voice pipes in and says, Obviously, we are grateful for your kingdom's support. I'm only saying that we have our own way of doing things. And your way of doing things has kept you out of your country for all these years. Take it from someone who still has a kingdom. Your way of doing things is pointless. Why, that's... Now, without further interruption, shall we get on with it? There's a pause and there's faint murmurs of agreement. <coughs> Ilian's sham of a mission was a failure, obviously. 
sneaking into the library. Honestly, what kind of advantage could something like that possibly offer us? So no more sham missions like that. No more secrets. No more factions within the faction. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm leading this. Any idea, any ideas you have will go through me, and most of your ideas will be ignored because clearly you people have no common sense and no finesse. Hey, that's that's not fair. Right now, our efforts need to be focused on building an ar army to march into Kazel. You cowards have been hiding in the shadows for too long, too afraid to make any real moves. We need to start recruiting. There's plenty of poor yet hearty folk with ambition. Promise them a title and an easy life in your restored nation, and they'll be all too ready to march to their death. Look, Lord Brightwing, you insult our faction by even suggesting that we elevate commoners. Ha! Then have fun building your army out of nothing. Unless you would like to be the ones marching to your deaths. I, I just, still, it's, it's preposterous. <sighs> Come on now. Galdry, is it? Baron Galdry? <laughs> or is it Baldy? <laughs> Alright. Baldy, if you are so averse to progress, just know that it's not likely that any of these poor upstarts are to survive the charge. We'll get what we need from them, and then there'll be nothing but a red stain on the royal tapestry. And any pawn so bold as to survive the attack, well, their demise can easily be arranged before they have the chance to ask about their new title. Ha ha! How, how's dead for a new title? <laughs> there, there is a chorus of strained laughter. <sighs> That's right. N now you're getting it. I want you lot out and recruiting by week's end. You hear a chorus of assent. All levels of reluctance are represented. And that's the that's the end of the conversation. You, um, Calvin, you uh, you can see the people are starting to get up. Some of them are making their way toward the door. Missy, you uh, you were able to hear, or I I don't know, feel that they're about to open the door and see you. What do you do? I I uh, zip out the doors and I hop back to my human form and start ushering everyone down one of the directions. All right. Um, was this the end of the hallway? This door? Was there um, only one way to go besides this? Or um, th this door? It's sort of like. Uh, the, the hallway that you came down ends in a little room, and there are paths that fork off to your left and right. So there are multiple directions. Okay, good. If you're trying to get out of the way, um, trying to find a place to hide, I will need you each to make a stealth check or a dexterity check, depending on what you're doing, if you're hiding or running. Uh, I'm personally going to run. Okay. Um, because I know I'm not very stealthy. So I'm just going to get myself as far away as I can at okay. the moment and make sure that I can catch up with them. Yeah. All right. I need each of you to do do something to to not be seen. Uh, I got a non-nat 20 to run. Cool. All right. Calvin is out of the way. Uh, I, I think that Missy is going to try to hide because she's not a very good runner. Go ahead and, and roll stealth. Okay, so that is a 14. Ah, okay. So, um, you're all some level of not directly in front of the door um, as it swings open. Um, quick, sorry, quick thing. Yes. Um, 
am I possibly able to use my acrobatic acrobatics to get out of the way, or is it a straight dex check? Um, I think ac- acrobatics could work. Yeah, you can use Great, acrobatics because I rolled a four, so I will have a thirteen now. Okay, noted. So, from your various distances and or hiding uh, spots. Sorry uh, to interrupt. Oh, yes. Could I actually? I forgot that I got bardic inspiration recently. Could I use that on my roll? Yes, you may. I would also like to do the same. That's a good call, yeah. Thank you to the kittens and their friends. So, altogether, uh, I now have an 18. Okay, noted. This is a new score, is a 19. Noted. So, uh, from either your hiding space or your distance that you ran, uh, you note that the doors swing open. And Calvin, you may recognize that the uh, the blonde, the sandy, blonde-haired, glowy man who was leading the meeting uh, is is the first out the door. He opens it, swings swings through doors. He, he seems pretty comfortable, just like bursting through doors, like double doors, like like being the first out out of the double doors and just kind of owning it. Um, he seems pretty comfortable with that sort of feeling. But he looks to either side and he notes he notes something and he says, Has no one guarding the doors? Let me try that again. Rise of light. Has no one guarding the doors? Anyway, he comments on the lack of, of guards and um, he's he's kind of mad about it. He doesn't have many guards, but he does have many razor blades. Rise of light. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say maybe I can pretend to be a guard because I've got like I've got my chainmail on. Um, oh, I I have a I I can pretend to be as a guard. I have disguised self. Before you can do that, one of the men in the room pipes up and says, "Um, I I, I was guarding the door um from the inside. I thought that was is that not? Uh, I I apologies, sir." And uh, the the blonde man says, "It's you got it. You lot have a lot of extra work to do. And whose fault is it? It's all right. You, Joe over here. Even when he's awake, he can't even tell one end of a spear from a winged wallaby. All right. <laughs> he orders a he orders a, a sweep of the of the area because of the lack of guards." And he joins in the sweep, and having rolled a uh, natural 19, this man, the first, uh, the first person that he finds is, is you, Missy. Of course. Because you were, you're near, you were hiding nearby, you didn't run, and he finds you. It takes a moment, but he looks a bit stunned, and he says, Daphne? Princess? Okay, um, important. Um, oh, his guards, his guards, the or the the other people from the room from the meeting, they uh, they start to approach you, start to draw weapons. But the man he halts them for a second, just very surprised and not sure what to do. D- Daphne, uh, where where have you been? Wait, does this mean I have to have an Australian accent? <laughs> There's no reason for you to have an Australian accent, unless you want to. What if we're from the same place? 
Are you? I don't know. Do I know this person? You recognize him. This is Falcon Brightwing. Fuck. So that cha- that changes everything. Um, so definitely going to cast invisibility. Okay. Uh, <gasps> go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you do it. Um, he's Falcon has halted his guards, halted the set many dozen or more people behind him who are starting to draw their weapons and you disappear and he freezes for a moment and says find her and guards start moving around kind of like arms out to see if they can not sure if you've teleported or or moved or just moved real quick not sure well, under invisibility, can Missy cast a cantrip, uh, press the digitation to make it look like their footprint walking away? I, I believe a cantrip you are able to do as well. Is invisibility concentration? Yes, um, but while you're concentrating, I believe you can use cantrips. You are going to need to, I think, make a roll to see if you maintain your concentration. Is that is that right? I can. I can, if you'd like me to. I don't know if that is... I'm gonna let it slide. I think it makes sense. So, your party is somewhat separated, and there are guards sweeping, like, I mean, not not like with a broom, but like, you know, sweeping, like, looking around, covering every, every area, looking for you, Missy. They don't know that there are other people also here who are not invisible. Um, but there's a there's a, certainly a chance that they're going to find you. What do you do? I would like to start looking for Princess Daphne, walking around being like, Princess? Um, and could I roll persuasion? Everyone? Performance, maybe. Because you are pretending to be one of them. And I will roll for... That is a non-nat 20. All right, they rolled a nat, a nat one insight, so you're good. You are one of them. They, they're pretty sure they recognize you. They, yeah, you were in the meeting. I remember you, Clyde. Okay. Yeah, Clyde. Right. We went to high school together. Yeah, we sat, sat sat next to each other in English. I think we're cousins. Roll for it. <laughs> Can that be persuasion? No, that, that's just insight. That's just you try, actually Hugh Calvin trying to figure out if you're related to this guy. Uh, that's an 18. You're probably not related. Um, never mind, we're not cousins. You just remind maybe, me. Maybe very distant cousins. Maybe we have the same great-grandparents. Um, yeah, or great-great yeah. or something. Like, you, you could have a, a shared relation a couple hundred years back. Mm. All right. Um, uh, Ren, what are you doing? Um, I'm wondering if I can do a few things, but I also understand if not. Um, so I have a cantrip called Message. <clears throat> and I was hoping I could message Missy and Calvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has to be in a direction I think that they probably are. Mm-hmm. So I am presume pointing in the general direction <laughs> of where I think this hallway isn't super long or super wide is it yeah there's there's not a lot of options for where they they could have there they could be you've got a pretty good chance of landing okay. on them um but i am gonna make your roll for it it's gonna be a pretty low dc okay 
Um, just a d20. Um, d20 plus, let me think. Arcana or something, maybe? I think it would be insight? Insight or perception, I think. Whichever. Both have a plus zero, so that's fine. It's going to be a straight roll. Okay. <laughs> well, um, am I rolling for both of them? Um, yes. Okay. So that first one was for Missy, because that's who you said well, first. One of them was a six, and one of them was a ten. Oh, well, it was a DC five, so... Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, I figured it's about three-fourths... You've got a 75% chance of getting in, in the right direction, considering your options. So, awesome. you're good. So I think I say um, to them both, if you can find yourself closer to me, I can cast a spell to get to help shield us from their view. Uh, it's darkness. The, 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 the spell is darkness. I don't know if that's going to work, but I just wanted to... So it, I, I feel like it sounded kind of... Um, in case you're wondering what was... Yeah. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> I believe each of you has done something. We're not quite in combat. Or not quite in initiative. But um, I'm going to roll three investigation checks. One for each of you. Uh, so the guards might find you. All right, first guard. That's a 10. There definitely doesn't find... That's a 12, and that's a five. So they don't they don't find you this time. None of the guards locate any of you for this chunk of time. And this sort of loose initiative, not really initiative, what's going on. Um, now what do you do? Start making my way from uh, where the message came from. Can you tell where the message came from? I don't think you can. Then well, I we both we both from. booked it. Oh, yeah, we booked did, it did you same... book it in the same direction? I, I would presume we all kind of moved towards the same spot because we wouldn't want to get separated. I think okay. that makes sense. Calvin and Ren can um, reunite for this bit, um, and Calvin is of course pretending to be one of the uh, one of the noble guard people. So, Missy, what are you doing? Okay, so Missy is going to, I believe she would want to find a corner when there is no one else in the room or just somewhere where she is safe to drop her invisibility. All right, well, um, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's guards or there's people everywhere um, in this area. You would have to go pretty far to get to a place where no one would see you. But I can have you make a perception check to see if you see Calvin and Rin amongst the cluster. Okay, that's 21. Wonderful, yeah, you hear the familiar, the now familiar voice of Calvin saying, uh, Princess Daphne, Princess, are you? Um, and you, you're able to make out that it is indeed Calvin, and you see Ren close by, um, kind of keep into the shadows, and you were able to all group together. You, now you three are in a cluster, though I, I suppose Calvin and uh, Ren don't quite know that still, that um, Missy is there, because Missy is still invisible. Missy is going to whisper into Ren's ear, I am here, here, do not react, I must get out of here 
My husband is here. And uh, on the other side, uh, on your shoulder, uh, uh, Dora is whispering to Calvin, saying, So, um, I will say, I feel like I should probably roll to not be startled. I think, and I know that that makes things harder. No, but I think that's a good call. I think I that's a, that's important. It's not that he's easily startled, but you know, it's, it would be a very startling thing. You're all on edge. Maybe what, what what kind of throw do you think it would be? Um, a wisdom, perhaps. Wisdom oh. save and throw. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay. I have no wisdom. Uh, oh, <laughs> charisma. I will say no. That that's I, worse. I will say I'm I'm not ready for you to be married, Celeste. How old How old is your character in this? Uh, what Why does that matter? I just want to know what age you think it is appropriate to be married. That is all. Uh, she doesn't want to be married. Yeah, I doesn't like to know. To be married, and also, yeah. I have calling the kettle black. I am yes, not you do. Direct family influence, father. Please do not look at me as an example for anything. Okay. Also, so... <laughs> seventeen. God damn it, Celeste! You're older than your dad was when he got married. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Okay. So, uh, Ren, what did you get? I got a solid ten. Okay. <laughs> You jump a little bit. Okay. You make it. You make a slightly embarrassing squeal. I don't make those noises. Then I have you make a, a very. Voice. You make a very low <gasps> squeal. Ah. 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 that good? Uh, <laughs> was that okay? Just uh, to... that was perfect. Ah. Uh, yep. Was that that's better? That's precisely okay. the sound that you make. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And um, one of the guards, uh, the nobles near you that's sweeping the area is like you find something i cast darkness <laughs> okay uh what does that do precisely magical darkness spreads from a point i choose within range from 50 uh to fill a 15 foot radius sphere for the duration the darkness spreads around corners a creature with dark vision can't see through the darkness and no magical light can't illuminate it and it also talks about like an object <clears throat> So I know that some of the people are kind of spread out, but the, what, what I would do is like an article of clothing, like a, the fancy vest or something that um, the the dude, the Falcon the is husband. wearing a, a little uh, golden diadem with like a, yeah. a white <clears throat> um, opal-y thing in it. Yes, so I would uh, cast darkness on the object so um, the darkness emanates from the object and moves along with it, mm -hmm. um, completely covering the source of the darkness. So yeah. the I would cast it at that boy. Yeah, cool. All right, um, the guard that was questioning you um, feels that there's no more light coming from that direction. That's where like their sources of light were. And now it's dark. So now this part is also pretty dark. So he's like, wait, what? And he turns around and sees the darkness and is it a bit off put for a moment. He's still uh, within a few feet of you, but uh, y you three are all successfully clustered together. Does he look like he's super, um, super powerful or just like a regular old dude? Oh, this guy, um, 
Uh, he's just a, a he's a pretty uh, regular looking dude. Um, still pretty pretty richly dressed. Um, <clears throat> and again, he's like at like twenty five or so. It's okay. it's actually it's the same man who was guarding the door, but from the inside. Gotcha, gotcha. His um, name is Joe. 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 Right. I'm wondering if I can try to bonk Joe on the back of his head and make him go unconscious. Yes, you're welcome to. Cool. Is everyone okay with that if I try that? Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna make sure it happens. Um, mm-hmm. I have two attacks and I'm, I'm just trying to make him go unconscious and not trying to kill him. Yeah, no lethal damage. Um, that is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, and then the next one does not hit for sure, but I will I will use my um, action surge to do an additional action, so I'm going to hit two more times. Mm-hmm. Um, that is 23, and that one is a 15 to hit. <clears throat> okay, right. so three attacks. Um, the last one does not hit. Okay, two attacks. Yeah. Um, so that is more that. than fine. That's okay. Nice. Um, first is 16 points of damage. He's already down. Great. (laughs) So I just bonk him. You just bonk him and he falls. He actually kind of falls into your arms. Oh, well, I I gently lay him down and say, let's go, let's go. I have an idea before we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody wait here for just two seconds. so Missy is going to run into the magical darkness. Mm-hmm. She's going to, while she's in the magical dark, just at the edge, while she's in the magical darkness, she drops her invisibility and then casts Disguise Self to look like one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And then she runs back out to meet the group. Okay, it's time to go. Let's go. Uh, all right, um, Calvin and Ren, you see Missy disappears into the darkness. Someone else comes out. It's a guard. Oh no, they're running toward you. You seem to have been caught. I'm ready to attack. You gonna bonk? Do not, uh, I'm... Do not attack. If, if I hear Missy's voice, can I roll to see? Yeah, you can roll to to see if, if you rec- if you hear the voice before oh, instincts oh. kick in. Can I, okay. her, can I give her a diabolic inspiration to help? No, you've not had, you, you haven't, uh, that's a bonus action. You haven't really, you, you haven't done. You didn't get a chance to do that. You didn't say, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, would this be a perception check um, or an insight? Insight, I should think. Okay, that's a five. You bald. <laughs> oh, you I'm so sorry. I'm going to roll to attack you. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's only, um, Doesn't she have to that's only a 12. Oh, misses. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Miss, Missy is going to look at Ren and say, do not hit the Princess Daphne Delphine. Oh, sorry, yeah. you just, you look like, <clears throat> you look like someone else. Oh yeah, yes, but hearing, of course you thought that, but hearing my voice, really? You're, you're, uh, you're very convincing. Ren, let's go. Oh, oh, wait, me Ren or like him Ren? I think it's okay. a good idea if we all get out of here. Okay. Okay, so what do you do? Run. You run? Yeah, I think we book it. Okay, um, 
You're, uh, I think you're down one of the side hallways, so you're not getting back to the lift, I don't think. You're going into the, into the unknown. Let's go! Okay. Yes. Alright, you run! Are you leaving Joe behind? Okay, yeah. Joe is unconscious on the ground. Thoroughly bonked. Okay, so you run down the hall. Doesn't seem to be anyone else around here. Um, you do come across a, a door. A door that leads to a small chamber. A small chamber doesn't have any other um, doors. It's sort of like a, a cell of, of sorts. Looks like you're, you're not gonna... Not, not, not sure about the exit. Doesn't seem to be an exit, but you do notice that the ceiling of it is made of, of sand. It's very strange. Now, I would like... Could any of you... Could somebody... Missy, particularly. Could you make a, a wisdom check? Of course. That is a 16. Wonderful. That's enough to remember the gift that Gelsey gave you before you went into the woods. Oh, are we ready to go? Everybody get close to me. And she puts in the last stitch. All right, Missy, your fingers, they, they're trembling a bit as they hold the needle, trying to place it properly. And they pull the thread through just to the right intersection of warp and weft. You push the needle through and you pull it so the silk is taut and the rune is complete. The silk takes on a, a luminescence that enhances the detail of every stitch while somehow simultaneously blending them together to get a very clear and perfect picture. You start to panic a little bit as the silk thread seems to be pulling away from the linen mount and it rapidly unravels. Hours of meticulous work is undone as the silk floss is fully removed from the embroidery hoop. The glowing floss hovers in the air and stretches out to either side. So enamored you are by this that you almost miss it as the thread begins encircling you. All three of you are being bound together by the glowing thread. Not just bound, but encased. The thread is weaving itself over your eyes and you can no longer see where you are. You squeeze tighter and tighter until your feet lose contact with the stone floor. For a moment you feel lifted, but gravity quickly loses all meaning as the floss applies pressure to you on all sides until it loosens. Gently, you are lowered down to solid ground. Not the cold stone of the repurposed underground temple, but the comfortable wooden panels of a cosy study. The musky, rotting reek of the Ranzidinian wood is replaced by the warm scent of books and chalk. As the glowing thread retreats from your eyes and you are reunited with your senses, you see that you have made it safely to the teleportation circle on the 51st floor of the library. Having completed your mission, that's the end of the session. Oh boy. Well done, Imogen. <laughs> Great job as always. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Yay. Not a lot I of can't wait to see what we do next. I know, <laughs> yeah, this is, there was not a lot of combat or fighting in that, uh, in this session, but that's okay. It, it, it was Absolutely. real fun. We're all learning things, it's great. Professor Carver, what do you think? Um, I think I would definitely enjoy playing again. And really? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Still not what happy. the? The character is married at 17, but... 
it's she didn't want to be and she she's not married because she's running away from her husband she did she run away after the ceremony or before it well i guess well i guess no she ran away before the ceremony yeah so, so she's she's she's, not she's just engaged married. she's, she's not engaged, she's yes. married adjacent yes gotcha i, I but, guess that's better we'll talk yeah, about you, yeah you got to meet falcon brightwing what it's guy. like the opposite of getting eloped. You you just <laughs> one of your runs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, everyone. I'm so glad you had a fun time. Thank you again to our gracious host, Professor Carver. Thank you for letting us use the wonderful space that is your library. I'm always happy to have you. Hi friends, it's Imogen here. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more from us, check out our Patreon. We really depend on your support and the more support we get, the more fun stuff we can do for you. Go to patreon.com slash themodifiers and join in on the fun. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E M-O-D-I, the number five, E-R-S. Patrons get access to all sorts of magical stuff like a sorting quiz, early release episodes, and loads of behind-the-scenes bonus content and deleted scenes. That's right, it's like an all-access pass to the restricted section of the library. If you can't commit to a monthly donation, that's alright. We still love you very much. You can support us by leaving a small one-time donation on Coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash themodifiers. You can also follow at Pod on a variety of social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, for all sorts of updates, art, clips, and whatnot. Oh, and while you're there, why not say hi? We would love to hear from you. Speaking of which, we would love it if you could leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to Ensorcelled. Drop a name in your review and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the next episode. Let us know from whom you would like to receive your shout-out, be it myself, Ren, Louisa, Celeste, an NPC, or the God of Fiverr herself. Lastly, we love you all so much, and we just love to see your audience growing like a healthy little shrub. Share us with your friends, leave some reviews and comments, and take care of yourself. We hope to see our audience shrub flourish and become a verdant grove of magical foliage. Thanks again for listening. Bye, friends!